Welcome back to another episode of Family Records, the show where we drink whiskey and try to make each other laugh. Uh, I'm, as always, I'm your host, Blake Sweet. Uh, and unfortunately, this is another week where Matt decided to abandon us. So we're going to be auditioning another replacement for him. Uh, here to help me judge is Mikey Lannon. How are you doing, Mikey? I'm good, Blake. You know, I was really uh, disappointed in Matt that he was that he would just kind of shove off his responsibilities for this show. Right. And uh, I'm I'm happy to be here to judge his potential replacement. Good. I'm glad. Uh, do you have any particular things that you're looking for in this replacement? Um, he has to be funny. They they have to be funny. All right. So the man of the hour joining us today is a good friend of mine, the very funny Luis Perez. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? I was just wondering, uh, for the people seeking a replacement, uh, do you guys accept bribes? Is that a... Yes, absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be easier. That's not frowned <laughs> upon whatsoever here. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking about what kind of music Matt plays here with all these instruments. Uh, do you guys play a little bit of everything? Yeah. He plays a lot of uh, folksy stuff. He really likes that ukulele. Yeah, he really likes ukulele. And then he got the banjo uke, too. Yeah. That okay. one is a lot of fun. Yeah. Quick music related quick. I'm 22. Do you guys know the band 311? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, y'all, y'all ready for three, three, eleven? Uh, I'm. I don't like that band, and uh, <laughs> I managed to piss off an older comedian by mistaking three eleven with the ever known Finger Eleven. Do you, are you guys familiar with that band? Vaguely. Uh, they, they they have the hit tune. I think up. I've heard you do this bit on stage. Uh, but yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, I pissed off a very notable host uh, for uh, bringing up the song Paralyzer. Cause he, cause he mentioned three eleven, and I said, "Oh wow, I guess uh, you're gonna play Paralyzer five times then." And he, he then got pissed because re- it would be like uh, mistaking the Beatles with like the Kinks or just like a much lesser known band. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. All right, that's fucking hilarious. I mean, to be fair, I'd probably accept you mistaking the Beatles for the Kinks over you mistaking the Beatles for like the Rolling Stones. Are you mistaking the Beatles for 311? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> I'm thinking of like really good names right now. I keep on bringing this. I don't know why I keep on bringing this up, but like just good band names. There's a new band out called The War Against Drugs. That's such a good fucking name for a band. <laughs> yeah. Here's another one. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. People say it's a stupid name. It's not. That's a real band. That's a real band. What? King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I'd pay money for that. Like if, I, if that was a service. Oh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what that is. That sounds awesome. Anything. The King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard open mic in San Leandro. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm staring at this whiskey and I'm thinking like I have coffee right now and I do want to sip some. Well, all right, let's get into this week's whiskey then. All right, so this week we have Woodenville straight bourbon whiskey finished in port casks. Um, And I do have a little bit about it right here. Okay. It is the 2020 best straight bourbon and double gold in the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. The 2016 Craft Whiskey of the Year. 
All right. And this truly small batch bourbon starts with a traditionally grown corn, rye, and malted barley. All of our staple grains are cultivated exclusively for us on the Omelin family farm in Quincy, Washington. Yeah, that's way too much. Yeah. There, there's, like, there's like a whole paragraph left to read. I was kind of dozing out just thinking like. Yeah. We, we talk about this a lot on this show that distilleries have to tell a story with their whiskey. It can't just be whiskey. You know what's funny is that bourbon, like bourbon, is the most rest- like restricted thing. If you can't call yourself bourbon, is like unless it's this rum doesn't give a fuck. Like rum can be just whatever, and it falls into this massive loose restriction of just it, it, it could be called rum, coconut, yeah. jam, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh. Um, I mean, whiskey in general is like that. It's literally just it has to be made from some form of grain, yeah, and it has to be aged in barrels for a certain number of years. That's the only requirement to be whiskey. It's a silly requirement, yeah. And I feel like I feel like more distilleries should hammer that point home. Like, fuck it, it's whiskey, I guess. <laughs> Scottish whiskey only has one Y, and Irish whiskey has the EY, or am I getting that mixed up? No, you got it right. Okay. And then uh, and that carries over bourbons and ryes are EY whiskey, and Canadian whiskey is just the Y. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that, wow. No idea why. I'm assuming it's like Ireland brought whiskey to one place and Scotland brought whiskey to the other. I, I would assume that a big tourist trap if you're in Canada is just maple barreled whiskey. <laughs> that actually is a thing. A few episodes ago, when the no last way. time Matt went to New Hampshire, he brought back Vermont maple bourbon whiskey. Well, it Verm- was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't the maple wasn't too forward, but it was definitely there. Uh, one of the dumbest things I ever searched for. I just wonder if it was like even possible. But do you guys know what amber is? Like amber that's trapped in a bug? No. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. From like Jurassic Park, how they call yeah, it. Yeah, like in that movie, Jurassic Park. Where they, <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely what my mind jumps to every time. In my mind, I just thought I could look for it on Amazon and it would just pop up. And like, I looked it up on eBay, millions of dollars to find something trapped for millions of years. But like, my pre-thought before it was. Really? I figured that would be just readily available yeah, and no, cheap. No, it seems to be quite Something a time investment. Something that you could potentially clone dinosaurs from. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently I was wrong. Tree sap apparently is a bit of a bitch to gather. Yeah. Over time. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing maple syrup is so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> really available. All right. All right. Should we drink this? We yes. Should. All right. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Uh, I'm with me. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not a whiskey guy. Is it what? Oh, are you not like like straight whiskey's not your thing? No, it to me just tastes like all kinds of whiskey. But I'm just not a whiskey guy. Where it's like, if this was you know the the milk and honey that is PBR. I would just sip <laughs> and sip and sip, and, and I'd look like a con. I'd look like Winston Churchill talking to you guys. But no, it, it's whiskey, so I need to lay off that for a good five minutes. And of course, <laughs> we're having a spinoff show here. Uh, we're gonna open this beautiful Starbucks frappuccino, and we're gonna have a sip of this. Beautiful. Yeah. I would be honest. People say it's a myth that you shouldn't drink coffee and alcohol. I think it goes really well together. Oh I think yeah. It, Don't people well, there, put there's alcohol? Like a whole, there's a whole family of drinks. Yeah, like that a, are alcohol and coffee. Yeah, yeah. But people say, like, if you think you're going to drink coffee and have alcohol and so it'll sober you up, you're wrong. No, they're wrong. Like, really, <laughs> it's the best combination. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. No, it, it, and depending on the alcohol, it goes very well with whiskey. 
It is awesome to Irish up your coffee. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. No, I'm thinking about uh, the punchline. I ordered an Irish uh, coffee once, and uh, I thought because it had whipped cream, I could sweeten up all the Jameson and the scotch by mixing up the whipped cream together, and it did nothing no. to help. No. no. It was no. too strong. Yeah. No. It was, it was, no, it was you got to just... Muscle it, yeah. Well, you got to let the coffee and the whiskey do their thing. It, it, if you have an Irish coffee, you're supposed to drink it black. Yeah. Because it's... The, the whip- there, there is a very special flavor combination in there. There is something yeah. that like creamer throws off. I don't get it whatsoever. That but creamer, like, like that creamer throws off whiskey and coffee. I haven't even tried. Makes creamer, it not yeah. taste great. Have you tried whiskey and coffee? Yes. Is it good? Yes. Okay. It's it sounds like it wouldn't be, but like specifically Irish whiskey. Oh yeah. Because Irish whiskey's got that like a little bit of sweetness to it, yeah. So it's kind of like throwing some sugar and some paint thinner in your coffee. I've had liqueur <laughs> and coffee in this drink called like a Cantorito. It's not bad. It just replaces sugar. Like yeah, in the, yeah. It's it's great. I guess now's a pretty good time to mention that, uh, Mikey. Did you know that I collected? This was a dumb hobby that I gathered over quarantine. Uh, I collected absinthe. What? Yeah, quite the step so, up. So you're not a whiskey guy. <laughs> I'm not, but not but to you're not an absinthe to, guy. Not Why to bougie up this podcast a bit? But <laughs> uh, yeah. So you Mikey, brought an absinthe for us to try? I did not. No, oh, I'm sorry, Mikey. You're so you're begging for a question, please. What what turned you on to absinthe? The Why? high alcohol percentage and my frat boy <laughs> need to just like it. I don't know. It's green, Mikey. Come on, fair dude. Fair enough. Yeah. Did you see a green fairy? Did I see no? no. And in fact. That's propaganda, Mikey. Come on. <laughs> the wine co- – this is real. The wine companies – there's a story of a man who killed, like, his family. And the wine companies, because they saw how cheap it was to make absinthe – this is such a stupid story. They accused the absinthe of ma- turning this man crazy. Meanwhile, he was already on other drugs like wine and other alcohols. But because he was on absinthe, absinthe he other saw the drugs green drugs like wine. Other – okay, come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We've seen it ruin families. <laughs> It's just yeah, fair. It's a stupid 1700 story. Yeah. That's all right. That's actually kind of awesome. That's the one like pre-planned segment that we have is a like a weird thing like that from history. Well, which uh, we typically do towards the end, but like Wait, wait. You guys have a history segment on the yeah. show? Oh, wow. I've already got one prepped. So it's awesome that you came with one too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm weirdly into history. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about uh the Dutch had that that pl- what's it called? They were obsessed with like this hysteria over um, plumage, or do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, like, like feathers, right? No, it wasn't not, a feather. Um, the tulip frenzy. I think it was tulips. Okay. Yeah, the, the like they just got super into tulips. Yeah, they just thought it would be expensive, and then it crashed, and then like it ruined their markets or whatever. This is it was just a story of mass hysteria. Yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Topical events only. Wait, on. wait. So it's. So it was like when the stock stock market spikes when a bunch of people start buying up GameStop it was stock the for no reason. Of, it was the GME of its day. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. There, there were Ma- Mikey. Take a note. This guy's a history buff. Yeah, that's that's a note in the pro column. Yeah, the, the, your they, days they, may be numbered, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking watch out. <laughs> there, there were kids from the Netherlands eating their uh, chicken dinosaur nuggets. Do you guys remember that? They were yeah. just accusing anybody who made money is eating. By the way, 
I fucking love Dude, chicken Dino nuggets. nuggets are awesome. Yes. Yeah. I currently have a box in my freezer. I have. I just ate one today because I <laughs> lack nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll make chicken and waffles with egos and t- Dino Nuggets. Never had Dude, chicken and waffles. Yes. Is it that good of a combination, chicken and waffles? Oh, it's so good. I okay. enjoy it. Yeah. Thinking about that, there's a headline like you get. You guys ever get that thing on your Google feed of like just headlines? There's a story of like uh, a girl who lives like she's never had anything but chicken tenders. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Like that's the one headline where I'm like, that lucky, good for her. Like that's <laughs> that's the dream. She doesn't need a fridge. She just needs a freezer. That's it. That and is a microwave. The dream. Yeah, that is a dream. I don't know, man. You gotta you gotta go like oven or air fryer at least air fryer i'm thinking about I, I used to microwave all my life and then my brother was like he, like let's use it in the oven and like the level of quality just like oh, drastically yeah 100 yeah like um oh god i used everything the frozen the, french fry or not frozen french fries uh frozen chicken nuggets fucking taquitos all that shit it's all soggy all the in microwave. the microwave yeah. you know what i want to get back and, into. but that's what i did my entire life Till I moved to a shitty apartment that didn't have a microwave, and I started making it in the oven, and it was so good, it's so Chris. much better. I want to get back into tater tots. This is turning into a Jim Gaffigan. No, we talk about food a lot. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we're not hacks, or Lo- or we're all hacks. <laughs> One of the two. Ta- I don't know which. Loves to talk about food. Another another check in the pro co- in the pro oh, damn. <laughs> For our next segment, we're going to bring out the Hot Pockets, and then we're just going to rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's funny is there, there's actually a really popular thing that happened where uh, – do you guys know Neil Brennan? Yeah. That this sounds familiar. The, uh, he's the co-creator of The Chappelle Show. He was like the yeah, right yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is like an out- conversation we'd be having outside, but like uh, – he he had this special called Three Mics. It was on Netflix, but like he's he is a stand-up and uh he made fun of Jim Gaffigan on a special. Like on one of his specials. And he did what we do where he's like, Oh, chicken nuggets, you just talk about food, you just and then Jim Gaffigan came out surprisingly hard back. And he just <laughs> he summarized his special. I can't imagine Jim Gaffigan coming at somebody <laughs> in a crushing way. <laughs> Because the whole gimmick of the three mics, and then Jim Gaffigan is like, you use one to name drop celebrities, like Jesus Christ, is that, and then he's like, you use one to bring up hack points. It's like Jim, come on, <laughs> slow down, like let, let him easy. Yeah, oh, I love those moments. You know, uh, for my open mic, this is gonna get really, but uh, I wanted to like outside of a flyer, I wanted to use a picture I just thought was funny. I always try bringing this up, but there's this video of a comedian who is just a guitar comedian from the 70s, and there's a guy who heckles him, and the audience, and he's like, I don't come to the place where you work and, and get the dick out of your, like, you just typical, <laughs> I don't, I've seen I don't come video. to where you work, um, I don't come to where you, I fuck, I don't come to where you work and tell you how to suck a dick, yeah. so don't come to where I work, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. He has the audience, <laughs> like, yeah, get him. And then the other guy's kind of like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? And then the comedian's like, I'll go. I'll come down there. And I'll beat the shit out of you. And then the audience's like, yeah. <laughs> right? Just like he's he's gearing him up. And then he just gets his guitar. And then you just hear a loud smash. And he just he he just assaulted this guy with his guitar. And then he's – and then uh, like the security guard comes out. And then the guy's like, I swear I got officer. He hit me. 
And then the audience, who was just a second ago, like, yeah, they're like, no, you hit him. <laughs> and he's like, all right, that's my set. It is the greatest thing ever. I would say oh, yeah. it's the best. Call- he's the greatest answer to any heckler ever. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, he's and a hero. also still better than Astroworld. Oh, yeah. <laughs> better festival. Yeah. <laughs> better uh, incident with the audience. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think about that. All I got, oh, the only thing I remember was, is there really a guy who just, they, they accused this. There's a guy just poking people with needles. I heard about that. Yeah. I have no idea if it's true because I thought just people got trampled. But yeah, now apparently there's a suspect. It's fucked up. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't like the obligatory videos of here's Kurt Cobain helping out a girl who. Got, oh yeah, no, no, that's we all know that everybody's better than Travis Scott. It's now, obvious. Now it's just everybody who like it, their own musical hero is now they're just gonna bring up videos where they did something and Travis Scott didn't. Like fuck off. Am I losing you guys? No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Yeah. Radiohead would never, yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. why did you re- have a, such an adverse reaction when I told you I liked Radiohead? It's just not my thing. It, it is my thing. But like, you like Radiohead? I love Radiohead. Yeah. I, I've just agreed now that they're just good. Yeah. They're fucking... They're great. They're great. They're a great band. Tom York knows how to fucking make music. He, he, <laughs> you know, I was a Zeppelin guy for a long time when I would dismiss Radiohead. And, all right. I'm gonna frat boy. I'm just down. Yeah. Yeah, you have a ride, so <laughs> you can drink yeah. as much as you want. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing in comedy because, like, other comedy, like, I have nothing stopping me from drinking just because I'll take the Bart. Just like, there's no, there's nothing really stopping me. How got, is Bart post pandemic? By the way, um, I've not heard that we got a bunch of new cars, but how is it? I have no idea if it's like actually pleasant to ride now there's a tablet it's like there there's there's a tablet instead of a map that just shows you it's stupid like nothing's changed i'm trying to think if there's really anything bart used to be this magical thing that could take me to san francisco in like half an hour but as i got older and like you know you start seeing the shit that happens on bart it's yeah not not to name drop. It's the, definitely <laughs> it's definitely not magical at all. Not to name drop. And I'm I I wonder if like New York people have that about the subway. Well yeah, the subway, like there I've seen more. Because whole- I gotta imagine the subway is also disgusting. Well, I, I like um besides Eric Andre videos, like there are wholesome videos on the subway. Like, have you seen the Jazzman video where like the guys like one guy is playing a Billy Jean and then the other guy duels him? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. that's the last thing you'll see on Bart. Like there, if you can look up Bart on like X videos, and their videos like this chick riding my dick at Bart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like of course there is. It's a horrible thing. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I mean, like people will just like take a shit in the Bart car. Oh yeah, it happens. What the fuck, yeah. dude? It's like that M Bison <laughs> line. Or like it was just a Tuesday. You can get arrested for eating a sandwich. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. There's this bit that dated I Dated reference. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's... The, Very there, dated. There's four rules in BART where it's like, no food, no drinks, no this. But their fourth one is no aggressive panhandling. And it's like... <laughs> uh, the People break that rule <laughs> yeah. all the time. And then w- if there's a robbery at BART, isn't that just an aggressive panhandling? Like, <laughs> a mugging is just an aggressive panhandling. Like, that's all that is. Yeah. It was just really aggressive. Dude... Every BART stop where there's a stadium, there are scalpers 24-7. <laughs> I, I feel seen like it. that's aggressive panhandling. 
they always warn about scalpers. I have not seen scalpers in all my time in BART. I've, I just haven't noticed it. I mean, like, sometimes they're actually legit. And you I get imagine. decent seats for a decent price. You bought tickets off a scalper? I have been a scalper. Wow. No, I... um. Mikey, can can I be, just become the new co-host now? Can you believe this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. A no, scalper? Um, no, Is so the interview over now? <laughs> I had I had four tickets and a parking pass um, for a Warriors game. And so I brought four friends, or three friends. We rode BART, so we didn't need the parking pass. There was a guy standing outside of the Coliseum BART station trying to buy a parking pass off of people. I think I sold it to him for like 30 bucks. How much do they usually cost? I have no idea. But like 30 bucks was all of our stadium food. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I don't really care how much they really cost. <laughs> I care how much I need to spend. <laughs> Were you there that one night at the Valley Inn where I bombed so bad, but this guy was like, he he saw me bomb and I was sitting right next to the bar. He's like, all right drinks for everyone are on me he just put out his tab on everyone and the thing was it was just that game of i tried ordering as much as i could and not telling people what he just did but it was too late and then he had to leave early i just remember that i don't think i was there Ugh. and the only reason i don't think i was there is because i probably would have gotten a dui if i was yeah. <laughs> free drinks <laughs> The Valley Inn doesn't have a super expensive bar, but when you drink whiskey, even a cheap bar is kind of an expensive bar. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when a podcast ruins you for cheap whiskey. Like, Jim Beam used to be fine. Good old $5 Jim Beam. You can't drink Jim Beam anymore? No. I've gone too far down the whiskey road at this point. That sucks. I, I feel like a headphone. I'm no longer a cheap drunk. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> headphones, like, uh, like if you ever just look on Amazon for, like, wireless earbuds, whichever one you get is fine, but if you just do enough research on any piece of technology, you're going to think that whatever you have is just sucks. Like, it's just a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Think of, like, Japanese people, apparently, like, they're obsessed with, like, audio. They're audio. Like, the, the term is being an audiophile. Yeah. It's like, you're aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Recording equipment. Yeah. <laughs> Recording equipment is exactly like that. We can buy these mics and think they're amazing. And then like two weeks later, it's like, oh, my God, there's so many better mics out there. Yeah, no, these microphones right here, these microphones are crap compared to what you can get when you spend more money. I'm looking at the so brand. So you mean Joe Rogan's not using these podcast mics? He could be. To be fair, he could be sponsored, right? He could just be sponsored yeah. by a microphone. Well, you I mean, and, but that's the thing is like you don't need dude, a super microphone. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Oh, consolation prize. No, yeah, but you don't need just free microphones <clears throat> getting paid to use free microphones. Yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> Where is it, Mikey? Oh, but you don't need like uh, you don't need good microphones to have a good show. You need good content to have a good show. Yeah. You can record good t content on crappy microphones. Well, that's like one of the shows on our network is just recorded over Zoom. Yeah. But that's the whole thing is we've put so much effort into making it fun to actually watch. Yeah, it's great content. <laughs> you should check out For to Tango on YouTube or other wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Nice plug. Uh, and that is you. that is the awesome setup spike that is the Blake and Mikey dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a not so hard segue. Uh, 
I, I just wanted to show my friend this. I know he'd never seen it. I showed my friend the video of Jon Stewart going on CNN and destroying that old TV show called Crossfire. Mike, you know? you never yeah, heard I've of it? I've seen that. You've seen that? I've seen that video. He didn't know Tucker Carlson worked for CNN. That was the greatest. He's like, what? And he's seen him with a bow tie, and he's like, what's happened? <laughs> His mind was melting. Just like it, he couldn't imagine the like the two things coexisting within the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome, yeah. No, it, blew, it fucking it blew my mind, too. My mind is changing on that video, though. Like, when I saw it as a kid, I was like, go, Jon Stewart. But, like... I could like I, I think anyone has the opportunity to walk into any podcast being like, is this really what we're doing? We're destroying media or whatever John Stewart said. I've ch- I don't mm. like I think John Stewart was a dick in that video. From what oh, I yeah. understand, John Stewart's kind of a dick in general. Well, and that's like as far as performance goes, that kind of works for him. You know? I, yeah. But like, yeah, he just seems like a person I would not want to associate with. I've heard that one with Bill Maher than than way more than with Jon Stewart. Yeah, no, I really I don't like because I like Jon Stewart and yeah. I'll watch his shit. I watched his movie that came yeah. out uh, a couple years ago or last year, but I fucking I hate Bill Maher. I don't like that shit. Jon Stewart had a movie last year. Jon Stewart, yeah, yeah, it was um, it was about an election. It was about the people, this uh, the spin doctors working an election. Like you have a candidate and then you have a person that does all the spin work. Wait, like the guys who made a. Uh, Two princes. What's two princes? The spin doctors, the band. I was so tempted, Blake, to do the same <laughs> reference, but you know, I held back. I held back. Yeah, <laughs> that's because I plucked the low hanging fruit. That is my whole thing. <laughs> well, I'm thinking we're gonna bounce from so many topics, but semi charm kind of life. I don't. Two princes and semi charm kind of life. They both seem to be similar song. Yes, uh, absolutely. The lyrics on semi charm kind of life are, are pretty hardcore. For a song that was so commercial. Yeah. Like oh, meth blatantly. Is, yeah, meth is mentioned in that song, right? Yeah. Yeah. In uh, fact, I'm pretty sure that... I, I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm pretty sure the line is essentially meth is great. In the first line, right? Or it, it's like the first... <laughs> or like meth makes me feel awesome or some shit. All right, this is the last time I'm going to do this because I th- I feel like I, this is so easy. Just bring up misheard song lyrics. The to- a topic that hasn't been <laughs> brought up enough. But also, but, he could be referring to weed... Because weed also gets referred to as method. No. <sighs> yeah, like uh, like when you but listen to Wu Tang Clan. Crystal. Okay, yeah, then it's about it's about fucking method. <laughs> yeah, there's no you there's can't. no weed called. Well, no, no, no. Because when you have really good weed, uh, there's little crystals on it, and they show you that Mikey, with a magnifying glass. Third eye at the blind dispensary. does meth. Just deal with it. You're a lobbyist for third eye blind. <laughs> it's the only explanation for this. Oh shit, you got me. <laughs> No, uh, the the song "Hey Jude," like on that video, there's a guy in the background that could faintly be heard saying "fucking hell," like in oh, the yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, you know about that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, they you know, basically, like, they basically no. just turn the volume down on it so that you could barely hear it, what so amaz- that they could get it on the radio. <laughs> what amazes me about that is that, like "Hey Jude" is not a song they'd be like "fucking hell," like it's an okay song, but well, that know. was it was something like, um. Like, they recorded it with a whole chorus and shit. Yeah. And it was just, like, somebody in the chorus. That just said, fuck Yeah. <laughs> and they were just like, ooh, leave that in. <laughs> um. Mikey, we know all about that. <laughs> Have we talked like about that, that before? No, 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 not that, that specific thing. Okay, like good. The, oh, fuck it, leave it in. Yeah. The, uh, the, we do a scripted 
podcast. Okay. That's where I was going with this. I figured I should clarify. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally like the right takes the right take. And you and you see that a lot in fucking movies and shit where it's like they'll they'll do a take and then weeks later they'll go back and they'll look at it and they'll realize like, oh, that's fucking that I've creates got a, a jar blooper. Of dirt. Starbucks cup scenario with Game of Thrones? Yeah. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Or like whenever an actor just ad libs. Like the Pirates of the Caribbean with uh Johnny Whoa. Depp running around with a jar of dirt. That was all improvised. Ugh. And they were just like, Okay, this is gold. Keep rolling. <laughs> did you guys know it was based off a theme park ride? Yes. Like, I did not freaking know that. Dude, Pirates of the Caribbean has been my favorite Disneyland ride my entire life. I went to just that. It is the best ride because it's going to be hot all fucking day and it's where you go to cool off because you can't go to it's a small world because that'll drive you insane the whole it's just it's a small world just insanely slow that's the only thing about it i I like it i like it because nowadays when i'm at disneyland i find a way to be high at, at disneyland and so i'm just chilled out on small world i still think pirates would be better though because like both of them are absolutely cool down rides yeah but Pirates is so much better of a cooldown ride. But everybody likes Pirates. Nobody likes Small World. Line's shorter. You may make a fair point there just because lines have been ridiculous since we've gotten theme parks and fairs and carnivals back. Mm. Like, um, did either of you guys go to the county fair? No. Just any county fair? Or well, the like... Alameda County Fair. No. They, uh, they had to cancel it in 2020. They brought it back this year and they had to do it. They did it like two weeks ago. Me and Bailey went and uh, it was the most packed I have ever seen the fair. Like, I mean, we were there for like four or five hours. We spent half that time waiting in lines, probably more than half. I think we got like an hour of actually like enjoying the fair. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it I'm was thinking, awful. Like- but like it's people have been so starved for that. It's this been just gone for two me, years. This has just convinced me not to go to a fair now. It's like... No, no, you got to wait for the shit to die down. Because, like, you've, you guys have all seen the videos of, like, the lines at Disneyland and shit, right? Yeah. No. Dude, wait, wait. The, the, the day that Disneyland opened back up, the line went on for blocks, like, out back out to uh, the street. Like so, that episode so through of, the entire parking lot. Like that episode of South Park. And out to the Park. street and then down a few blocks. Yes. Where they fucking everything's like closed of South off. Park. <laughs> and then he starts opening up little by little and everybody wants to get in. Oh, right. The, uh, where Cartman gets the theme park. Cartman gets that the theme park. Oh, that was awesome. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I would do with a theme park, too. I'd be like... Oh shit! Like I need to pay ride operators. All right, like five of you can come into my theme park. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. I like the other like that was good, but it was so satisfying watching Kyle get hemorrhoids on that episode <laughs> and just him just coming like he was breaking down that entire episode. Yeah, yeah, him trying to get over the fence and he's <laughs> oh god, it pops, it hurts. I have a weird view of South Park because like. To me, it's all geared, like on, on rewatches. I stopped rewatching it since like maybe season fifteen. But like, whenever I would rewatch it from the beginning, I'd be like, "Just wait for Scott Tennerman. Just wait for Scott Tennerman." <laughs> like that's the one where the show changes to me. Yeah, and like that is the perfect like line to draw there. See, it, you know what people say? <laughs> South Park hasn't. It had a horrible sophomore season. 
It, like season two is not as funny as season one. Yeah, yeah. There's too, it's too bloated of a season. I think I like I enjoy I, it for what yeah. it is. There's some really good episodes in it. Yeah, but didn't, it's in season two. Didn't they land a pre Friends Jennifer Aniston? So that's season three. Really? That's that's yeah. They, she she was on South Park before Friends aired. No way. Wait, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So South Park is 1997 though. I'm pretty positive. I could be wrong. I don't know because everybody in Hollywood wanted like to I work remember, with them. I feel like I remember seeing that like that episode came out before the pilot of Friends. I think the bigger, but I don't remember when Friends started, so now I can't confirm that. The the bigger enigma is that like uh, I, I used to watch like all the commentaries of South Park, and first of all, like okay, we all know George Clooney voiced the the gay dog in that one episode. <laughs> yeah, but in the commentary they say George Clooney was actually really invested in South Park getting pushed as a show that. They saw so like the first episode. It's the only episode where they did actually do paper drawings. You're fact checking. Uh, ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. Okay. South Park's okay. So I was wrong. Yeah. That, I that, was wrong, and I uh, I'll admit it. Season three would be two thousand. Fact checkers be damned. Yeah. Uh, was I gonna say about George? Yeah. He he really pushed for that. He saw the Christmas special that they did. Not even the first episode of South Park. Spirit of Christmas. The yeah. spirit of Christmas. Yeah. And and uh, he really pushed for Comedy Central to get to it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, and that's why yeah. everybody wanted to work with them. And slowly they just kind of like burned everybody in Hollywood and burned every bridge they had. <laughs> the Isaac Hayes thing is like, how did he get so mad at the, well, like he was witnessing them just yeah. like collapse like entire celebrities. Yeah. And he, uh, cause like I remember it was a Scientology thing. And so it was like, he watched them. He worked with them on the, uh, the Mormon episode. Yeah. But then he got super pissed at the Scientology shit. Not like he he was he felt betrayed over so it was like it's South Park yeah it's like, yeah yeah what do you expect dude I yeah just, they're it, I mean Scientology is also like way more widely accepted to joke about than Mormonism yeah <laughs> like you should know that yeah because Mormonism still kind of like about God well it's like but a Scientology is an alien dude <laughs> yeah yeah Mormon is also a weird history. I mean it's it's about American Jesus but. Even weirder though, Mormonism is ingrained into like American history. Like, it's the only religious army unit in Utah was like a Mormon unit of infantry. I'm not lying. Mexican American War. Fact check that, please, Mike. <laughs> what am I fact checking? <laughs> Just look up Mormon army. Uh, Mex- a Mexican American War. No, maybe Civil. War. No, I think it's Mexican American War. I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, there's this channel that I watch called Knowing Better, and it's pretty fast. He'll go into different topics. He'll talk about like Jehovah's Witness and like Mormonism. But like, uh, I think on the Mormon episode, he was talking about the history of it, and he mentioned that uh, that the Mormon that like it was just settlers that ingrained themselves into Utah, and the United States saw them as like an asset into the war, into the Mexican American War. Hmm. Mikey, did you get all that on Google? <laughs> get everything I just said. I know, like, um, I know they put up a the Utah War. I know they put up a pretty big fight when they were building the Transcontinental Railroad, but... Mormon settlers in the Utah Territory and the armed forces of the U.S. government? Utah Territory? But I, remember I don't know why that sounds so much no, more No, I don't think this is what you were talking about. I th- well, I typed in Utah Army or Mormon Army. <laughs> <laughs> Mormon Army. Your NSA agent right now is probably just like, what the fuck is yeah, he doing? Yeah, there's a knock on our door. <laughs> just like, what's going on, you guys? <laughs> Wait, no, fuck. 
I'm a horrible. It was easy to fact check friends. You just look up friends. Yeah. And you see the air day. <laughs> History of religious <laughs> army units. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but yeah, no, there there was definitely a period of the a period of time where the Mormons were like at war with everybody. There was that Vice documentary. About- well, like when they first settled Utah, like they had to defend their shit. Okay, that was, here like, we a whole go. Big thing. The Mormon Battalion was the only religious unit in United States military history and federal service, and was recruited solely from one religious body and having a religious title as unit designation. Uh, they served from. July 1846 to July 1847 during the Mexican-American War. Hey, hey. <laughs> there you go. Give me that PhD. All right, um, what was I going to say? I fucking did it, dude. Thank you. Wait, <laughs> wait. So when it says titles, is it talking about like their like like Mormon titles or like like no, like the unit like was titled military ranks. The unit was titled the Mormon Battalion. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't like the their religious titles counted as their ranks. <laughs> is that what the fuck it is? That would be kind of fun to just see, a grand just priest like... holding like <laughs> battle plans. Yeah. No, you, like, no elder, unit they're designation. They're attacking from the flank. <laughs> unit designation. So the okay. unit was the Mormon battalion. The unit was okay. I remember in high school we were going over because this was like all during James K. Polk's like presidency, and. uh our teacher had like a PowerPoint and like it was a list of like all the things he declared. So he declared he'd get Oregon, California, Mexico, Utah. And my teacher, no, I'm good. Okay. But my teacher, like in a dramatic way, but it actually did hit with all of us where she's like, James K. Polk is the only president in history to say he was going to do what he was going to do and then do it. And it was like, whoa. And he only was, he was only president for a single term. That's the crazy thing about that. And he just like died of a heart attack, like just no. living. Oh wait, no, no. I'm thinking Zachary Tyler. We had a <laughs> he was a, a one of veteran our of that. Wasn't Zachary one, one Tyler and Shazam? Zachary Levi. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Zachary Tyler's the dude who died from eating too many cherries, or is whatever a thing. Yeah, that was actually that was one of our history segments uh, a couple weeks back, and I. That no, that was last week because Matt slowly. was hammered and he got mad at me for already knowing it. <laughs> wait, wait, the history segment is supposed to be us learning about. Well, it's 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 a random fact that I find enter or that whoever no, no, looks no. it up finds entertaining. Okay, like some of the weird shit you've been bringing up about history, like oh, the yeah. Mormon battalion. Yeah, I wanted bring- that would have been a classic, like interesting archive. This is going to be like the most interesting archives episode. Yeah. <laughs> the, there's so I think I think you just picked the title, Mikey. Interesting yeah. archives. That's our that's our history segment. Well, I like when I would get into books or cuz I didn't go to college, so it was like I just wanted like different things to look at. I was looking into like the Byzantine Empire. Do you guys know what that is? No. It's Rome. That's, um Yeah, it was like the part of Rome that um yeah, for that a, became the Ottoman Empire, right? Yeah, but for a, so it was like Rome and then it was Christian Rome that was also Greek because they were based on that side. So what's cool about it is like it, it was had their own history. But one of the craziest things that I ever read in a book and like you ever read something like just like a did you know fact and it's just you just tell it to everyone you know. There was apparently a time where uh, they were enemies with the Bulgarians and the Bulgarians were actually really hitting the Byzantine Empire hard. And then in like this crazy uh, what do you call it? Uh, they trapped like a bunch of these Bulgarians and then they put them in groups of 100. So visualize that 
They've already trapped the Bulgarian soldiers. They're putting them into groups of 100. They blinded all the soldiers in each group, except for one. One person was only half blind. And then they led that same group back to their home country, just blind and defeated. And then apparently the emperor who saw it all had a heart attack, just over-realizing how fucked he was. Holy shit. Yes. So fucked up. People should... It almost kind of makes sense then why... Uh, what is it? Vlad the Impaler came to power. Well, yeah, like, like honestly, Vlad the Impaler seems t- the like amount of you people. You end up in that many brutal conflicts. Yeah, you're gonna end up with brutal people. Well, the amount of times like families just seamlessly just like kill one another just for like the power grasps or whatever in the family. Oh, dude, that's that's one of the most fascinating things about history is there's so much like, um. Uh, like my mind jumps to shows like House of Cards and shit. Uh, of uh, just them. like like the political violence that's happened over the years. I think House of Cards plays it a little bit too like this is what they do. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. But like that shit has happened in yeah. history. There was uh, well, like like Rasputin, who was um, wasn't he like an advisor to the? Yeah, he he was a clerical yeah. advisor. Yeah, the the Tsar like. Poisoned him, shot him, drowned him, threw him in a freezing river. And didn't he survive all of that, or was it yeah, I think the so. river that killed him? No, I think he survived all of that and then died from a uh, an infection. He got a cut, a pack of paper cut a week later. <laughs> oh, yeah, a paper course. cut? Yeah, he, he got a paper cut a week later. He well, died from and, an infection. And, you know, I thought he finished at, the job. And, <laughs> at the time, uh, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> at the time that they, you know... At that time, antibiotics weren't readily available, so that shit could just happen. There's that story of you him. You could die of a paper cut. There's that story of him healing the, the Nicholas II's son. And uh, it was that thing of they were giving his son too much medication. And then he tells the doctors not to give him any medication. And then he prays with the kid. And the kid actually does get better. But historically, like when we look back at it, all that means is that they were giving him, they were giving the son blood thinners. And his thing of praying was just. He was just uh, like not he he wasn't he didn't know this but he was inadvertently stopping the kid's blood from being so thin that when he would get a paper cut he wouldn't suffer that much blood loss and it was just like it's a weird thing because back then when history looked at, at it they were like maybe Rasputin was right maybe this guy was a cleric and it's like now it's like no we can explain it like dicks <laughs> 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 like oh no Rasputin was just a doctor what a fraud <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he was giving him medicine. This is becoming awfully historical. Holy crap. <laughs> no, that's, I'm just cool, that's, that's Yeah. That's a lot of my... going with it. That's what we... No, that's, it's good content. We probably I'm, should. I'm enjoying just listening, sitting here listening to you guys. But While you... we acknowledge it, we probably should pivot because we do kind of try to have a little bit of an interview. Um, sure. <laughs> so I think I think we've kind of alluded to it. So you're a stand-up comic. Uh, yes. Yeah, so. uh, you got in... Like, we've both done it pre-pandemic, but... You and I got into it at about the same time, right? Yeah. Like spring I, of this year. I was really doing it on and off when I was much younger. And now, like, post-pandemic, it is now the best time to hit it hard. Like, to actually... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's a year out of practice. A year out of practice. Yeah, everyone's rust. So, yeah. Uh, this is definitely, like, the most I've ever been focused on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Like, I've got to commend you, too. Like... I saw the w- Without a car, like... 
some of the routes that you have to take, like you came to the uh, the Britannia Arms last week, and um, it took you longer than it took me, and <laughs> you live way closer to it. No, yeah, but even though, like, I saw the ride you take from up here up to Livermore. It's like, this is still a bitch for you, too. Oh, I don't live here anymore. You don't live here? I actually live in town. This is just, yeah, okay. we record at Matt's house. Oh, yeah, fuck. Um, so that, shit, that's a check in the Matt column. Oh yeah, has the Shit. studio. <laughs> oh yeah, we can't kick out Matt. Yeah, sorry, dude. But <laughs> could kick out Blake. We could evict him. We could we could kick Blake out and like replace Blake with you. Yeah, and and Matt would stay. We'd still get to use the the studio. And then Matt's like, "Who the fuck is this guy talking about history all the time?" <laughs> <laughs> Where's my fucking cousin, yeah. dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over here like Matsa Musa in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> just freaking him out. Yeah. Oh. You could distract we, we him. We should. We should just play it off like you've been the co-host this whole time. Oh yeah. Like a castaway situation. Like yeah. hey, Matt, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> What's name? Ban- yeah, banjo. I was just- gonna say that uh, the episode in the office where Jim has his actor friend come be him for a day. Yeah. <laughs> And Dwight starts freaking out like, you're not Jim. Oh, okay, okay. Here's a good way to not get a part in this podcast. Okay. Whenever people talk about The Office, I've only seen the British office and I have not seen the American office. And I'm going to declare, even though I haven't seen the American office, the British office is better. How do you, how can you declare that without having seen? Because it's two seasons. One show definitely is known to have burnt out while the other show ended strong. And Ricky Gervais still made it. Like, there you go. I don't know, dude. I'll, the operation hit his nah, stride. The British show has its loyal fan base, and I will grant it that. It, it, uh, it, so, so like, I, I'll respect it. I, I disagree, but I'll respect it. I what? think I think The Office does go on too long, yes. the American one, but, like, uh, it, like, four seasons would have been a good cutoff. The first, like, because, like, the first season was kind of boring, and then the second yeah. and third season were well, fucking killer. the first killer. season, they were trying to mimic the British show. Yeah. Which is, yeah. When, and they actually, like, they did. They went back to the drawing board for season two. The one thing they I They were can, like, the, yeah, Steve Carell can't do Ricky Gervais, so we've got to make him something else. I can commend the American office for that. It's like, never in the British office did I see a show and be like, that's my character. Like, in the, the American office did that much better where you were much more connected to the characters. Because all the British office did was make you think, yeah, my job does suck. Yeah, this does make me suicidal sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it can't be a good sitcom if it doesn't get you to relate to people or to the characters. Yeah. Because mm. I always feel like that's the thing. Everyone loves to. Um, I feel like people like to jump to friends a lot for this. Like, oh, I'm such a Joey. I don't know if I'm a Joey. That's just the one that came to mind. You're such a Miranda. <laughs> I didn't get that. There's definitely it's Sex in the no, City, too. The city. But that's not oh a sitcom, so I had to go with Friends first. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, because I haven't actually seen Sex in the City. No, just... but you know what? People who say this are they're proud of it. They're not embarrassed. They're just like, yeah, no, it shows New York at like its best. That's what I've heard a lot about people who watch Sex in the City. Really? Yeah, no, Mikey just brags about watching My Little Pony. I don't brag about Little it, Brody? but like... No, I, uh, I, he might I, be. I watched the, I do a podcast with, uh, Matt called They Might Be Bronies, where we watch My Little Pony episode by episode and talk about it. That died out. No, I'm, I'm really like, this is hitting me in like 
this is such like 10 year old topics of like these bro remember like bronies were really hated on yeah and it's like now it, it definitely just became your, your which like, is funny because i'm pretty sure my little pony like just ended a couple years ago didn't did it, it really yeah i don't know i listen to your guys podcast yeah no the <laughs> uh the the series we're watching started in like fucking after 2010 i think and it went and it ran for nine seasons and that's the one all the bronies watch. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but that, that they just brought back, uh, they're starting a new generation of My Little Pony and it's got like new animation styles and it's a whole new story. I know a lot about My Little Pony now. <laughs> it, it just seems to have been swallowed up though by like the furry fandom or whatever. Like, well, yeah. The hate got pushed towards that. Yeah. Well, that's what absolutely. like the brony stereotype turned out to be furries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so we we have a Discord for our network, and we have somebody in our uh, on our server who had to clarify that like episode one of they might be bronies. They're like, yeah, no, you guys are thinking furries. Yeah. Bronies are pretty normal. <laughs> you guys have a fact checker for your My Little Pony podcast? We Hi. did, we did, but he must he just he disappeared under mysterious circumstances. And it's weird to say, but that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Because, like, like, when somebody leaves a Discord server, you can typically still see their the messages that they've sent. Yeah. This guy left our server. We all had, uh, like, direct message threads with him that just disappeared. All of his messages that he posted in our server disappeared. We think he got canceled. He just gave the wrong fact as a fact checker for My Little Pony? I don't know. Like, I, like we think he got his Discord shut down. Yeah. Like, his account. Huh. So, I, I don't know what caused it but that's my leading theory is that like he deleted his discord or it was deleted for him i like to think the discord was a front for a drug running corporation not corporation uh, he, is, uh, he did say he was a truck organization driver. the long john silver's theory what's the long john silver's oh, okay. theory <laughs> right, uh it's that there was a so long john silver's obviously a mid-tier at best uh a seafood restaurant but people claim that it, it, the way it was founded it was mysteriously during the time of like a famous biker gang and that all long john silvers is a money laundering scheme for this said corporate like for this said gang and like the history of their revenues i guess it it like relates to the the gang's prominence or whatever so if it's lowering down now that means the gang is in like dire straits you know oh did i just say that actually wouldn't surprise me no because I've never met a person who like eats at Long John Silver's. I don't eat. Yeah, I don't eat at Long John Silver's. Like, but they've been around for years. I just saw my first. They've got to be getting money somewhere, and it's not from customers. The only one I've ever <laughs> seen is in Reno, and like that shocked me. I was like, we should just go and just like put in a museum. Like this is insane. There was one in San Marcos, and every time I went by Guitar Center or something, there were people at the fucking drive-through. There's one somewhere in the valley. I want to say it's like Sack might have one. I don't know. Um, Probably. You should ask Sack, Ellis. Sack's got a bunch of shit. <laughs> one, one time I brought my friend over to my house to like kind of introduce him to my family, like a cool talkative wing. We're all talking about which place had the best fries. And uh, the typical things that I brought up, like McDonald's, in and out Someone had to say in and out But my friend said Burger King. And it's like. not make the best fries. They don't. They, had, they don't have salt. But there's a thing of, there is a niche. Yeah, but, but you said Burger King. So my friend said Burger that's, King. Yeah. That's If, if that's that was wrong. me, if yeah. that was me on this, cut, cut my mic at that point. Like, <laughs> why even have me on? Wendy's is the only one that I think can compete with McDonald's. 
but it has to be a really, really good day at Wendy's. No, I don't like Wendy's. Wendy's can fries. also fuck up their fries. Wendy's has new fries where it's like it has to be fucking crispy and shit. Hot and crispy fries, and I don't like it. I like their old fries where like they were floppy. I honestly don't even think Wendy's fries are even identify. Like I can't identify what Wendy's fry being like. This is good. At least it's just like it's a fries with salt. McDonald's fries are really like I'm getting what I paid for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll give you that. I don't know. Fries fries at McDonald's are the only ones I can ever always rely on being good. And like, like I know people who they love McDonald's fries so much, they will go and get a burger from like Wendy's or Burger King and then go to McDonald's to get their fries. No, yeah, I can't. <laughs> do you get the fries it's sociopathic. first? Or do you get the burger first? You definitely get the burger first. Because A, the burger is easier to reheat, and B, it's, you know, it's not as time sensitive of a food item. Yeah. One, one of the biggest regrets of my life, like, just happened. To go, well, I was in stock. We were, we were going to go to stock and go see Louis C.K. And there was a, the Meltex, the Meltex we went to had pretty much every possible restaurant around it, but we had already gotten Little Caesars. Like, we'd already gotten three boxes of Little Caesars. And, like, you're just having these thoughts of if we didn't get Little Caesars, we could have mixed and matched each of these stores that were like Carl's Jr., Jack in the Box, Starbucks, a 7-Eleven. You could have just mixed up all these different things. People could have like, oh, you could have you could have had a potluck. It could have been like a commune. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Just a fast food potluck. Oh, I think about that. So like I, I just think about like what I would have gotten. Here's a good segue. What do you guys want for your last meal? Because I've thought about that way too much. I go back and forth all the time. Um, honestly, though, I think it might have to be like chicken parm. Chicken parm is a meal that I would be happy with being my last meal. And then the guards would be like, say it, say it, Blake. And you're like, chicken parm, it tastes so good. No. There's <laughs> <laughs> two guards chuckling it out. With <laughs> Mikey, you? Um, I don't fucking know. I've never you, You've never thought about it once? I've never. No, like I've thought about it. Like, what would my last meal be? It's a hard fucking, question. I don't, because like. <laughs> I change my answer all the time. Because like, if like. It could be like I die tomorrow and like my last meal was fucking tiny tacos from Jack in the Box or something. That's a pretty solid last meal. (laughs) No, I would think when I think of a last meal, I think something where you're just so done with it that you're ready to like sleep. But like if it's a last meal, you're going to die. So it's like this is going to be a horrible answer. But like this is just something that it, it would be ritualistic. It would be a gallon of milk. Uh, Altoids, because have you guys had that? Have you guys had mint with milk? Ugh, no. What? I've had I've had a shamrock <laughs> shake with milk with uh no no because no, mint with I, milk. I mean like mint chip ice cream. Yeah, no, that's, mint that's mint and milk, dude. <laughs> I've tried to explain to people this. Mint with milk, it tastes arctic cold. Like it tastes extremely cold. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. That's what mint chip ice cream does. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't. In the shamrock <laughs> shake, Blake, shut up about the fucking ice cream. <laughs> That and then uh, I uh, like event. That was my answer for the longest time. Just like I would just down those two and then just be like, I'm done. Just like, but like uh, I added apple fritters because I I recently just found out about apple fritters like maybe a year ago because I worked for. Do you guys? Oh, dude, you can't sleep on apple fritters. What do you mean? They're yeah, apple fritters are awesome. Yeah, I, I worked for uh, 
a, a company. Okay, okay, Costco. Do you guys know the company that uh makes those uh seashell shaped things? What the Madelines? You guys know what Madelines uh, are? I know no. Madelines are the company Mikey that just makes, makes them? his own, so he doesn't know the companies that do it. Sugar Bowl Your Madelines are awesome. No, I don't way. know what that is. Sugar oh, Bowl? Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> The perks of living with somebody who makes cookies. I'll make them more often, dude. Shit. <laughs> the smell of them making apple fritters was like insane. And they finally gave us like a box for free for like working. Like I forgot how long. And it's like it was the greatest thing ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, especially fresh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Fresh is always best. That's, yeah. Oh, dude. One of, one of my favorite food related perks I ever got at any of my jobs I worked at this gas station in a strip mall, and in the strip mall was a pastry bakery. Um, and it's this company's whole thing was Stroop waffles. That was it. Like it began as a Stroop waffle stand. What's a Stroop waffle? Oh, wait, that's um, that's that's the, the like thin... little wafer thing with like caramel and. I never appeal, but like, wh- what about it? They're actually surprisingly awesome. Okay. But um, but no, like it grew into this whole big pastry bakery, um, and they have these soups. And every Friday, they made this tomato bisque that like I I would drink this shit with a straw. Yeah, it is that good. Um, <laughs> and uh, and the owner was one of my regulars because of course when you work at a popular bakery, you smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so naturally, so every Friday it was like, yeah, I'd I'd give the guy a deal on cigarettes, and he'd bring me a quart of this soup, and I would just chug it. I wouldn't care if I had customers in the store. Or what? <laughs> just like, the moment that landed on my counter, it was <laughs> like you'd down it, like you get on a knee and down it, or like <laughs> you'd sit there and take sips out between. I'd sit, I'd sit there and drink out of it. Like you'd be having conversations with customers and make conversations. You'd be like, this is a soup. <laughs> oh, dude, it's the best thing ever. And I used to get it for free. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, you have to consider, too, that like I'm going to tell the story, but I don't drive. So I worked for this company. Uh, they were like just a Asian shipping companies. So, like they sold um like just Asian products. Like imagine high chews, but like. They had a rice section, and the hardest part of the job was picking these giant 100-pound rice bags. And one time, they just gave us 100-pound rice bags if we wanted them. And I <laughs> – no, no joke. I brought it to my house just because I just wanted to show it to my dad, who was, like, incredibly, like, cheap. And just, like – I just wanted to show him, be like, I brought this, like, boom. And uh, I had to put it in the Uber driver's trunk and just, like, the weirdest, like, the most silent Uber conversation after that, just, like – Why'd you do that? Like, why'd you just, <laughs> what are you doing with that? It's <laughs> just a fucking bag of fries, yeah. man. Oh, it was awesome. You're not going to a pigeon farm, are yeah, you? Yeah, I know. Uh, a lot of my jobs have been picking, I think, but like just warehouse. You guys- I mean, I, I always figured like, like my assumption as an Uber driver would just be like, oh, they're going to a wedding. Oh. Because 100 pounds seems appropriate for... The race throwing at a wedding. How big pounds? A hundred. How how much is a hundred pounds? Like how big of a pound? It is like, way too much rice to throw it away. A <laughs> hundred pounds of that's rice. Like a that's wedding like, chapel would stock up on it. 
is that like how big was the bag? Was it like a cement bag? Like a cement? It was yeah, bag? typical cement bag. Yeah, that's oh, a lot probably of, more. It was a, a cement lot. bag, sixty pounds. Yeah, so like rice was that's fucking. A, that's a cement getting, bag and a half. That's a lot of fucking rice to throw at a wedding, dude. This is getting, that's why, like, if if anything, you'd have to be a wedding chapel stocking up because you're. Because that's your marketing gimmick is that you supply your own rice. I thought you couldn't I thought you couldn't throw rice anymore because it makes the birds explode. I thought it was ducks. Is it ducks? I think ducks they're like Wait, don't. Ducks can't eat rice? I thought no, you just couldn't give bread. them like um bread, right? Well, I thought it was just you couldn't give them any carbonated beverages. What? Who is Because giving... that's <laughs> I don't know how you would do or like Alka Seltzer, right? It's is that not a thing? Have you guys not heard of like feeding pigeons Alka Seltzer? No. What are you talking? They like about? blow up. People would do that. Yeah. Holy shit! Awesome. I have never done it myself, so I cannot testify to it. But apparently, that's a whole thing. Just an old man at the park, just carrying giant <laughs> bags of just like tablets of Alka Seltzer. It's like he ha- he has like a loaf of bread, but the center is cut out, and there's a tube of Alka Seltzer in the oh, in yeah. the bread. <laughs> no, you wait, wait, you but plop, like, plop, pop, pop. This is a known thing of like the Alka-Seltzer duck thing. I've I have heard about this. I have not seen it with my own eyes. So like I can't say that it's a like it's a thing. It's a thing. But it's definitely a thing that I've heard of. That reminds me of like the, the <laughs> cliche. I've seen way too many prison movies. That might have just been like, you know, that conspiracy the conspiracy theorist guy that used to come in and buy cigarettes from the gas station. But I have heard it for sure. <laughs> Would he come in with multiple? A lot of the conspiracy theories are boring, but I've heard. I'm just like... There's a lot that are boring. The best one that I've heard, and I did a presentation on it just because it was the only one that interested me, is that there's no gold in Fort Knox. You ever heard about that one? No. I I, I have heard about yeah. that one, and that's, that one also seems like it yeah. should be the most plausible. You think Because we I haven't been on the gold standard since 1974. Yeah, we would have sold it. That's the, that's the whole gimmick of the thing is that we would Like, already... why would we still have gold reserves? Like, I'm sure we still have gold reserves, but do they really need to be at Fort Knox? Mm, I think the only thing that kills it is that, like, people are still hired to patrol Fort Knox. They'd be stupid. It is, you gotta yeah, keep it is up still, the like, facade. the highest security military keep up fort. The facade. Keep up the facade. Would there really be that much of an outrage, though, if we just told everybody that Fort Knox didn't have any gold? Yes. I imagine people people get pissed about everything all well, the time. Like, because then what would people dream about robbing? Like, it, Wendy's. Yeah, give us all your floppy brother. fries. <laughs> That's as good as <laughs> Fort Knox's gold. I mean, I guess a bunch of people did try to storm Area Fifty One like two years ago. That seemed like a failed thing. No, it was a hype train to. for nothing. Well, and like if you watch any conspiracy theory documentaries, Area 51 is absolutely not where they're keeping the aliens. Yeah. A pretty, like it's it, it's apparently a red herring. A pretty harsh fact about the Mona Lisa is that it's only famous because it's been stolen. Like that's the only reason why it's considered like this crazy cool painting. So not like not it, at all the fact that it was painted by Leonardo da Vinci. No, it was or, never uh, revered as much. I as almost we... said Leonardo DiCaprio. Ugh. That could have been embarrassing. <laughs> you guys have heard the song uh, by Lonely Island. What song? Uh, where they the Mona Lisa song? Mona Lisa, uh, the original basic bitch. 
where they just kind of like the entire song is about how like he goes to France. He, he's expecting to get in there and be all like, oh, this is the greatest fucking painting in there. He gets to France. He gets to the Louvre. He pushes his way to the front. And is like, what is this shit? She looks like a garbage pill kid. <laughs> no, it's just an average looking woman with resting bitch face. Yeah, that's that's the whole painting. I think isn't part of the reason the painting is so famous is because of uh, the way the shading is done. The way that I've seen it in videos, it's just like... It, I thought it was the whole, like, is she smiling? Is she not smiling? From what I heard, it was just like that they robbed it multiple times. And then it just became this heirloom that the Louvre had. I almost wonder if that's like they were trying to just steal something valuable from this Da Vinci guy. Like, <laughs> I went to Leonardo Da Vinci's workshop and all I got was this lousy painting. <laughs> We were looking for the fucking the blueprints to the bird machine. Yeah. Like, I wanted to fly an airplane or a helicopter, whatever the flying machine he made was. I don't think his tank is that impressive. Have you guys seen his tank? It's just a I disc. saw the episode of Futurama where he made a tank that was, like... It's just circular. Just shit. And it just has cannons all around. Like, it's like how an eight-year-old would be like, <laughs> this is how I'll stop your monster. I'll just have a tank that shoots... But, like, it didn't make any sense. Like... Yeah, it's just dumb. Louise. Well, I mean, like, think about it. There wasn't, there weren't combustion engines yet. There wasn't like, vehicles weren't made of metal yet. That's the other thing. All of his blueprints were made of wood. Well, the the, the flying machine you guys are talking about, I, I'm not really familiar with that one. It was like well, a, yeah, it was like a helicopter, yeah. but it was instead of rotors, it was like this spiral thing. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it looked like a big drill. If anything, that should have been the thing that drills into the ground. <laughs> you should have just invented the drill. It would have been over with. It would have worked. It sounds like this is the episode where we finally uh, decide Leonardo da Vinci, da Vinci was an is, idiot. Yeah, he was overrated just well, completely. One other, per <laughs> one other historical figure I kind of want to trash is uh, Galileo. To be fair, he was harshly uh, trashed by uh, the Catholic Church. But to be fair, he was dropping cannonballs. From like a massive height and just thinking that that was normal. Well, and he still science and somehow, si but like, he but but he came around like 100, 200 years before Isaac Newton and didn't figure out gravity from that from dropping you know, giant cannonballs or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, come on, he had it right in front of you, you had to wait till some asshole got an apple. He just came to the conclusion, <laughs> to like, the he just came to the conclusion that what he was doing was just dope. <laughs> it was like, this is awesome. <laughs> There's a whole... I mean, it, it sounds pretty awesome. Have you not seen those videos of the people who built this that, platform that goes way the fuck up in the they're air? They're just doing... And they just drop shit on, like, a trampoline? They're just Galileos. <laughs> That's all. They're, they're just as experienced as he is. <laughs> have you seen those, Mikey? No. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They just There's, have, like... Aren't they, like... Isn't it, like, somewhere in Australia or yeah, some shit? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. They, uh, they built this... Just giant stairwell that goes up. I, I don't even know. It, like, well, they'll have it's like small skyscraper tall. Okay, and they'll just take shit up to the top of it, and then they drop it for content. Yeah, really clickbaity, but you will just like find you'll sit the there right. and watch a thirteen-minute video because you want to see the last thing that they drop off the tower. You say they drop it onto a trampoline. Sometimes they'll do it sometimes, but sometimes they'll like miss uh, like they had a giant rubber band ball. I don't know why that one's the first one that comes to mind, but um, I mean this thing was like a couple hundred pounds. 
giant rubber band ball. Have you ever made a rubber band ball? Yes. It's fun. Really? I actually, yeah. uh, with the holidays coming up, uh, there was actually a prank gift that I got Matt one year. Oh, yeah. I wrapped his gift in a rubber band ball. <laughs> what was it? What was the gift? It was a... Uh, it was merch from my college. Oh wow! I I yeah I I went there. I was on a budget, dude. I'm educated. I lived bitch. in the dorms. I worked part time at best. My bad. Is this, is this Montana? Yeah. Oh, Montana merch. Well, it's not University of Montana merch. That's garbage. Um, <laughs> it was just my college in Montana. Oh, uh, it was Rocky Mountain College. Nobody's ever heard of it, but I promise you there is somebody in your hometown who has gone to school there. It is wild, like the diver- like diversity of like cities and states where people came from. And we were somehow like 25% foreign students, but then also from like all over the U.S. Well, you were from Montana, it's probably taking all they can get with like foreign exchange or whatever oh i'm sure but yeah i mean like we had the whole spectrum we had um yeah from all seven continents what like like people from all seven continents from antarctica yeah i actually know okay six of the seven continents Uh, i don't think i met an an antarctican you met russian people People i forget that yes nice russia um we had a lot of serbian kids at my college. That's, I don't know why. Okay. Like, I, I don't know why, but it, like a, a high enough concentration of them to stand out. Um, <laughs> Serbia's a country doesn't get a bad, like doesn't get a good rap. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you just knew they were Serbian. Well, like, you know, like I talked to them oh. and find out like, you know, where they're from. Uh, I'm thinking of a like, Serbian film. That's the, that's the snuff film or whatever. That's like the, uh, Think snuff films are big out there, but I'm not. 100% no, there's a movie sure just called. Right? There's a movie just called a Serbian film, and just a film that's like, like astronomically. I believe grotesque. it. Yeah, I remember. Uh, there was like, do you remember when Spike would have like all those award shows? They had like the horror awards, and uh, I remember watching it and almost just laughing at it. But until it was the first time I ever saw Human Centipede, and it was the first time where like. I did get a stomach turn from that. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, you got a stomach turn from Human Centipede? Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever seen it. So like, it was like the runner-ups. It was like most like horrifying scene. And like the one before it was a scene from Dexter or like maybe uh, Hannibal where like he's just cooking a heart. Or True Blood. It was True Blood because they're cooking oh. a heart in like a, a, a <laughs> very... Because that's the show that you mix up with Dexter, Dexter and Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal's like, you're getting warmer. Yeah. And then True Blood, all right. Uh, like True Blood is... <laughs> it's the Dawson's Creek of murder shows. Wasn't season one of True Brother really good? True, I've heard. True, I don't know. Like I, I, I've only watched a little bit and was like, "God, this is." Nah. True Blood is that vampire show. Yeah, with it's Anna like Papen, a vampire right? soap opera. I think it, it wasn't. Good. It wasn't that bad in the first. I remember my brother watching it, but yeah, it was pretty. Oh no, yeah, it was just that. And then the scene from Wait, the human. Wasn't Centipede. True Blood like HBO or Stars or something? Are you or, one, or one of those ch- channels that uh, shows adult content? It's HBO. It's part of the HBO. Yeah, okay, that's, HBO that, shows, that's why True Blood was popular. HBO shows adult content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's why it was popular. Yeah, I would because like Vampires was played out at that point. 
No. But naked vampires. <laughs> no, that was That's right in the height of like niche. That was right in the height of Twilight and the Vampire Diaries Before. and shit. No, I know. But that's that's, older that's than what that. made vampires get all played out. Fact checking True Blood. Right. <laughs> this one's also blood. easy because Mikey can just Google True Blood. True uh, Blood definitely yeah. predates. True Blood predates the Twilight movie. I don't know about the show, the the book, but uh, well, freaking yeah. While uh, while Mikey's looking this up, I do real quick because we have not talked about family at all. So oh. I'm gonna ask you a couple <laughs> quick questions, please. Um, so what was your family dynamic like? Like, were you from a big family? Um, uh, no, actually, pretty nuclear family. But one thing I'll say is that. In my family, there, there's uh, a big thing about age gaps. So, like, me and my older brother, my older brother is 12 years older than me. And my mom is, like, typical mom age. But my dad has maybe, like, 12 years on my mom. So, there's this weird family dynamic of just, like, oh, that's generation. So, you guys are, like, all different generations. Yes. But, like, <laughs> even me and my brother, I skipped. Like, there's a generation before that could have definitely coexisted if there was just a middle child in that. But it's, like... I just have this. I'm 22, and if you know it, it's like I have this pretty weird knack of like just knowing old shit. It's definitely part. Oh, dude, I totally feel it because like, <laughs> like I just have uh, I just have the one sister, but I have a real close relationship with all yeah. my cousins who vary widely in age. Yeah, like I have first cousins that are my parents' age. Um, <laughs> so I I know exactly where you're coming from. Being a kid, my my brother. I actually, ran into that uh, last week. When you guys were all grilling me about like what music reminds me of my childhood, since I'm so much younger than you guys, yeah, and it was like, oh no, it's all the music that you guys listen to because, like, I was exposed to <laughs> your generation shit too. Ugh. My my brother caught on really quick to the reality show thing in the 2000s, where it was like Flavor of Love, VH1. But I was a kid watching it, like I see because his room would have all the cool stuff, so I secretly wanted to tell him like, can we put on like cartoon network but it's like i'm just inadvertently forced to watch marathons of pit my ride and i'm like all right this is my life now i guess pit my um, ride's kind of cool it's not no it's not it, it was <laughs> nick at night nick at night was the channel always was, and, yeah. um like hanging out with my cousins oh so that's that's how i caught like all of the uh early 90s like kid shows yeah uh full house. Well, not like kid shows but they were kid shows at the time like yeah full house Fresh Prince. The one show that I can't do that with is Malcolm in the Middle. I only like Malcolm in the Middle when they're all kids. The later seasons when, like, even yeah. Dewey's, like, there's an episode where Dewey's smoking weed, and I'm like, I can't watch this. Like, Dewey doesn't do that. Like, this yeah, he is does. Wrong. Which, which is he funny. does in that episode, yeah. I like, I which like is funny when Dewey's, that's like, doing why, all the piano uh, playing. <laughs> that's funny, because that's why I like the older kids shows, is, like, the, they got real. Like, they dealt with real shit, and they dealt uh, with it well. Wait. You're talking about '90s TV shows. Yeah, for, I don't think I don't think they did it as well. I think it was very hokey when they did it. Yeah, Boy I, Meets like, World. I don't know. Like like Saved by the Bell. Like oh, the Saved no. by the know. Bell episode where fucking Zach catches they... Mario Lopez doing something. No, Mario Lopez catches Zach doing drugs in the bathroom, and oh, Mario Lopez is just shit. like, "What are you doing, man? This is whack." It was cheesy as shit, but they went there. They went there. Caffeine pills. Remember that episode where, where the yeah, girls yeah. Like, I'm so <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, the 2000s had a different route with sitcoms. Like, everybody loves... Ra it was definitely heading in a different direction where... All of a sudden, jokes oh, dude. were cool. <laughs> no. No, there was, there was like, a resurgence of, like, the family-friendly, like, sanitized shit. In the 2000s? That was some of it. With what? Well, like, I... 
I feel like Everybody Loves Raymond didn't go that far in any real direction. Of, was that considered a family show or was that considered like an adult show of like kids? Will, I always everybody thought of it as a family Raymond. show. No, Everybody Loves Raymond was like for grown-ups. Like yeah, kids, really? kids weren't into that show. I liked the I ping know. pong episode and that was it. I haven't even seen that much for Raymond. I just know like... The, I don't know. My parents watched it a lot. Yeah, because it was for parents. It was for it was for adults. It was for grown-ups. Okay, well, fine. I, <laughs> I guess I just... I grew up watching my parents' TV shows. That's cool. I, and I thought that. that's what passed for family content. I watched Friends when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blake's like, family TV night. We saw Law & Order. Come on. You guys didn't, you guys didn't catch <laughs> I up on Law & Order as a kid. <laughs> Uh, I saw a couple Wonder Years. Netflix, back then, Netflix really was the best before they got screwed over by, like, all the rights. Mm. Netflix, I remember watching, like, some of the, those Wonder Years episodes, and it's like, a lot of them were bad, but there were a couple. Here, you guys ever seen the Piano Teacher episode of, of the Wonder Years? No. I never really watched the Wonder Years. Yeah. No? No. Not even the first episode, you guys don't, like, no. It was a really dumb show. It was the most. I, I just know it was, was, know like it was Fred, Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah. The most cock tease, will they, won't they show that, like, you don't even care about in the end, but, like. There's just a one episode where he just has a piano teacher that he just doesn't do well with. And then it just ends with him being like, and I never did well. One thing, Roseanne, there is an episode of Roseanne where John Goodman's character, like one of Roseanne's sisters, like she, she get like, she's a, definitely a victim of domestic abuse in the episode. And the episode ends with John Goodman walking out the house with his belt out. And he closes the door, and to audience applause of like, yeah, that's how you end an episode, <laughs> like yeah. with the obligatory like, he's gonna go and beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Roseanne. Roseanne has one of the funniest bits. Uh, that actually, my dad thought about it when my nana died. My dad ta- talked about like sitting on the bed and thinking about this scene. Uh, it's when Roseanne's dad dies, and Jackie has to fucking call family, and so Jackie makes a call. And she's, she's like, it's it's a no, it's about dad. He's uh he's passed. Passed. No, he he's gone. He's no longer with us. He's he's gone. Dead! Dad's dead! <laughs> dead! Dad's fine. Everybody's fine. Dad says his loves. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that again. Uh, sorry, <laughs> reminds that's what Rosanne reminds me of. I'm, I'm not freaking I'm thinking about like how quick they threw her under the bus with that show that connor's after yeah she had her oh oh yeah like just like i get it you know you brought everybody back might as well only fire her but the irony felt like it felt like there was some shade involved in that the irony of the show because there are scenes in the connor's where like they'll try to defend roseanne's honor where like one of the characters will be like you're nothing like roseanne you know that person that we just threw under the bus after one tweet we just let her down and it's like like they're just creating drama like in that episode like they slap each other in like this crazy scene but it's like the roseanne the original was just doing fine as a reboot like it was actually getting good ratings yeah oh people were into the new season of roseanne and then that happened and yeah oh i feel like people were not fans of the connors like at all I've only seen clips. Like, I just hate watching scenes of the Connors. Like, I don't think they realized how much Roseanne made that show. The pessimism or whatever of Roseanne or just like. Well, just like her person, like her character and her personality. Yeah. Like it. 
it's an element that was missing from the Connors. Huh. I never, I never really cared about like the reboot or no. the Connors. I like, I they only kind of casually followed it. I wasn't like, I wasn't sure how they would fucking bring it back after they, how they ended the original series. Yeah. The last season of the original series kind of, I've only like, heard how bad that is. Like, it's fucking terrible the Steven way they ended Seagal, it. Seagal, like, is in that, right? It's all a dream. Yeah, yeah no, well, it gets it's, back it's like, like her she, memoir. Yeah, like fucking John, uh, John died fucking years ago, and she was, they're all stories. She was just making shit up or something. Yeah. It, all 90s, they just had the obligatory, let's end on a horrible, Alf ended like that. Like, you know, like the, the alien TV. Yeah, he just ended by getting captured, and that's it. What the fuck? Yeah. And by the way, they made a movie after that where he does kind of make, but it's like, if based on the show, in the first episode of ALF, like he's the, uh, the he like a military person comes in and, and like the family asks, what would happen if ALF does get caught? And they're like, oh, we're going to dissect him. So like based on the logic of the show, he's 100% dead. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I saw ALF because it used to be on Hulu. That was back when like the internet, I was just using it the wrong way. I could have used it so much better as a kid. I just didn't know. Oh, <laughs> I saw Hulu just like how you're supposed to watch it when it was the era of like LimeWire, well, uh, Shaz- Shazar or whatever. Cause yeah, cause we all had Kazaa. computer viruses because LimeWire, Kazaa, Morpheus. Lime, yeah. LimeWire has to be the reason why can, like VPNs were invented. I guarantee you there is a VPN out there that owes its existence to bad experiences with LimeWire. I can't believe how many people use that. It was so terrible. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, you fucking, every once in a while, you get, a, you get a, like a Trojan horse virus, but you also get a lot of fucking great music for free. But it's not all great, though. Like, I've downloaded <laughs> songs that sound like somebody held a tape recorder up to their speaker that was playing the song. Sometimes you got to download you know, a couple it, versions. You know, it's like when you get a bootleg copy of a movie and it's just some dude who brought a camcorder into the movie theater. It so, was like that, but for music. So I watched. I watched fucking. I watched a Broadway musical from a camcorder. That's different. <laughs> it's a play. <laughs> if it was a play, wouldn't they have intermission? Yeah. So then, what was the guy just holding the camera? Yeah, you like, just turn the camera. Yeah, off. you just turn the camera off. He starts it back up when the lights are doing the flashing thing. Soja Boy would do that on purpose. Like he would like say that I, he has like the new Fifty Cent like in, in the club song, and it would just be Soja Boy's music. That's how he got big. <laughs> That's, oh that's my crazy. god that's brilliant uh, yeah i feel like that happened too there were people that was just like yeah this is my mixtape but people are only gonna listen to it if they think it's <laughs> i don't know what music was big when limewire was big um mm. I, I don't know nickelback was Daughtry. nickelback yeah puddle of this mud. is my mixtape but people are only gonna buy it if they think it's photographed by nickelback eminem i remember downloading a bunch of eminem i know it was massive back then yeah <laughs> Oh my god! I downloaded oh god, a bunch. That was back. Of, that's in when like I got the into streetlight days too. Lamar is when I got into streetlight. Really? Yeah. Pandora got me into streetlight. Yeah. This is like it, I feel like this might be one of those. I don't know if this is a generation gap thing or just the fact that I got into punk way later in life. But uh, yeah, no, I was just like listening to Pandora. I think it was on like Blink One Eighty Two radio, and it started like devolving into ska yeah that's where i discovered real big fish yeah pandora street light uh that's where i rediscovered um goldfinger yeah 
Yeah, no, I used to listen to Pandora. Uh, I would listen to Pandora while I'd play like chess online. And then I'd go on a LimeWire. That might and, be the nerdiest thing ever, and then but I'd, I've also done that. And then I'd go on a LimeWire and I'd download all the songs I found. And that's how I got into a lot of the fucking ska and punk music I listened to. Like it started with like, and my cousin would give me. ridiculous amounts of money to get their records in the mail. No, I always paid money. Like I always bought CDs. My cousin like gave me a no, bootleg less than Jake. No, but you're buying special like limited print records now that's all records man we had a conversation about that (laughs) no it's funny today what's funny is like i'll buy records some records that are like limited edition variants uh that cost way less than like you go to buy a blink 182 just regular ass record and it's 35 dollars. but you go to buy you go buy like a fat wreck record and it's like 14 dollars, and it'll sound the same really yeah Found. Well, I, I'm sure it sounds the same. Records are records. The analog digital thing is bullshit. Like the whole thing about analog digital output. Like, you guys know about that? Wait, what, what do you mean? Like record players, like that's analog, and then digital is just like you, just through your phone, and it's like there's barely a, like a difference in sound or whatever between those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I buy records because. I fucking I've always bought music like I like I have a huge CD collection. I have boxes of CDs from when I was a kid. Yeah. And now like I keep doing it just because I like supporting the like I like supporting the scene and the artists and the record shops and shit. That's what I like to do. So that's why I fucking I love music. So I buy records. Fuck you, Blake. No, like I just (laughs) I just I laugh because I also have a record collection and it's just like, do you really listen to them often enough to justify buying so goddamn many? Because that's why I stopped. I stopped because it was like, these were fun, but like, yeah, dude. I just, I don't know. Like I, I like, listen- I went back to being a, like music on my phone with my headphones guy. I like listening to music out loud on speakers. It is awesome. And I like listening I just, to like, fucking records. I feel like it's so much like, effort like, when I could just put it in my headphones and play music on Spotify. It is It is. An, uh, it is a lot of effort. <laughs> I put a lot of effort in for the things that I love, Blake. Well, and it's like, like I can get all the same songs that you get for nine bucks a month on <laughs> i also do the nine bucks a month for apple music so i can listen to music <laughs> make at work. It better what about you where are you getting your music now louise you know i uh i use youtube premium like hey Fuck yeah yeah like, hey, aristoc- there you go. like the aristocrat that i am so i don't use spotify or uh or apple music or even title do you guys know title like do you guys know what they, they uh title the way the reason like that they are they argue that they have the best masters of all the music, so you can actually listen to it in a really like in the way it's intended to sound. That hmm. sounds appealing. I don't know. <laughs> I've Anyways, never heard of it. YouTube Music is the exact same. It's just Spotify, but it's not like red. That's like, yeah. that's the whole. Yeah. But, it's, but does this subscription also get you like the YouTube original TV shows that they did? Oh my god, Justin Mad. The only good one that came out of it was Karate Kid, right? Uh, yeah, Cobra I didn't Kai. Even see, yeah, yeah, Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even see that one. I never even watched it because I, I heard it was. good. I never watched any like the Karate Kid sequels either. You never saw like I liked I liked the Karate Kid. I never needed to you, pursue it further. You never watched the next Karate Kid with fucking Wait, Hillary Swank? Is that the one where they went to Japan? Uh, no, no, that's because I, I think I no. watched the one where they went to Japan, but that was that's that two. Was, that was left so off. unnecessary. Yeah, three is the sequel. Like that, you that left thought a was bad Karate enough taste in my mouth that I was like, <laughs> I'm done with these. <laughs> yeah, three is the sequel that two should have been. Yeah, immediately <laughs> it's weird. Uh, yeah, three is just the obligatory. Uh, the leader of Cobra Kai's piss, but two, yeah, they just go straight to Japan. I can't believe that's not a sequel that ever made it into our debate, by the way. Of what? 
So me and Mikey have had this long running debate about like whether or not sequels are as good as the originals. I I maintain that sequels are uh, inherently better films than the original. Yeah, I have I have finally conceded on that. Yeah, but I have moved the goalposts. Now my argument is that threequels are almost always the worst movie in a trilogy. Trilogies. Yeah, the th- like the third movie, right? And it's and it's not like I'll admit this is this is a rule with plenty of exceptions. If you guys are right about Karate Kid, that's one of them. But yeah. then you have like the Godfather, the Iron Man trilogy, the Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy, the Three Ninjas, Back to the Future. Yeah, I like I like the third movie. The I like uh, I don't know, dude. I think I think it's. It is more likely that if you make it to three movies, the third movie will be the worst in the trilogy. They're just that's not to say that the third movie will be bad. I think it's, it's, in I think, many cases it will be bad. I, I I'm not going to say that I necessarily disagree with you, but I think it's because people don't like endings. Endings are never satisfying. All right, and here's a hot take here: Return of the Jedi I follows agree. this rule. I don't like Return of the Jedi. I know that's like my parents' fucking favorite Star Wars. They're wrong. It's the like, only. I'm a person who's young enough to have experienced the Star Wars movies in chronological order. Mm. What, what were you gonna say? No, like, no, I never like, finished Return of the Jedi. That's I've like only Return seen Return of the Jedi. Should have appealed to people my age. Sorry, you, you never finished Return of the Jedi. I haven't seen the prequels, but I have seen the 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 old two Star Wars movies just because I my, I know I got them at VHS. I got a flea market when I was a kid. But the first Phantom Menace. As a kid, like anybody, I, I, there are kids my age, like there are people my age who like, there's been this crazy thing where like the Disney movies have been so bad that the prequels have risen up out of the ashes oh, yeah. of George Lucas doesn't suck anymore. Now he is a genius that he always was. But the thing is, the prequels are still trash, but the Disney sequels are worse. Phantom like Menace. The, sequels. the Phantom Menace was just fucking C-SPAN. All they did in that movie that I remember was just have meetings in the Senate, and it killed me as a kid of just like, hey, hey, there was pod w- racing and a dope-ass I never fucking lightsaber there. battle. You never got there? I never got there. I was just like, what's it? Like, I don't care. Like, the original Star Wars... So, me and Matt talk about this all the time, because yeah. we we read way into the uh, the Dune series. Okay. The, uh, which like heavily influenced George Lucas in creating all the Star Wars movies. I don't know that. Um, and like A New Hope is in a lot of ways, or the original trilogy in general, in a lot of ways is a huge Dune ripoff. Is it? Um, well, no, he took a lot of inspiration. I think. Like a lot. I don't know, dude. I you was watching, I watched Dune, and I've, and no, I, but and you I haven't love Star read Wars. five of the books. You know, fucking all right. The, the Dune, all right, I have the it. Dune movie that came out in 2021 did not inspire Star Wars. That's the Dune fair, books yeah. that were written in the 1960s inspired Star Wars. I don't know. I um, heard you talking about like blue milk, and I, no, I don't know. I no, feel that, like you're that, stretching. That was reaching, but there's like I feel like you're having a young a yawn, buddy. There is like a there's like a job of the hut character. There's like a lot of the politics. Just in general, the first book being a hero's journey that takes when that, you say a giant focuses when, on a uh, um like that focuses on a character that lives on a desert planet. I disagree with that just for because like if you go back, people have already made the point that like George Lucas was inspired by so many different types no no of he film. was he was but like and, and in general my point is just like the Phantom Menace 
a lot of the politics. The Phantom Menace. Wait, we're talking about the prequels. Like that. That was that was my big circle back. Like I I thought this was. I feel like he leaned harder on Dune just because Dune is a very very political book. I I feel like he leaned harder on Dune for Phantom Menace than he did on the original trilogy. That was my point that I was getting. Okay. 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 Um, fuck. What was the question I was going to ask? We were talking about Job of the Job of the Hut. When you say he he he, the character was based on Dune. Do you mean like there was an archetype that Job of the Hut build, or do you mean like there was a giant fucking slug that talked nonsense? And I will not say anything Dune. more than at some point in reading the books, there is a character that I drew parallels with the Job of the Hut character in Star Wars because they were a giant slug. Or I will not give any more detail, Mikey. You need to read the books. That's a massive stretch. Like the first Star Wars, if anything, is much more of a Western and like a samurai thing of like that. Like, <clears throat> oh no, there's there's a ton of influences, and I'm not. It's, gonna... it's a soap opera, really. Luke, Star Wars is a soap opera. Luke, well, it's having... a soap opera. It's a fantasy story. It's a hero's journey, which is like the most common story type ever. Wait, what was the point you're gonna make? Luke Sorry. having what? No, when Luke Skywalker goes and like the whole desert thing of Luke. Uh, I forgot what's the name of the planet that he's on or whatever. Tatooine. 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 Yeah, yeah, like that whole thing of him visiting his. That's definitely a rip. Like, it, it, that's Lucas ripping straight from a fucking uh, uh, John Wayne thing of him seeing his barn burn down or whatever. And the same thing of like uh, Akira Kurosawa, like a little samurai film. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would just say that. Like, no, in general, like, like the claim is that, um, but yeah, like specifically Tatooine is based on Dune, like the planet for Dune from the Dune books. Um, Right down to the uh, the giant worms that live on Tatooine and swallow Boba Fett whole. The, the worst argument that I've had with people about Star Wars is people from Modesto claiming that Star Wars is a Modesto film. To which I say, no, it's not. You're you're just <laughs> you're too prideful of your non-important <sighs> city. What's their <laughs> argument? How is it a Modesto film? Because, well, George Lucas is from Modesto, right? Which, is gospel over because he's from Modesto. Everything in Lucas's life that happened to be Modesto led to Star Wars, which is the most pathetic argument. That <laughs> like it's just like, look, just be proud. Well, that you I have mean, him. I don't know I, if George I will, Lucas I is believe, from Modesto. I will believe that Luke fleeing from Tatooine is based on George uh, Lucas fleeing from Modesto, and that's about all I would believe he was inspired by Modesto. The Death Star of Stockton. <laughs> 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 It uh, makes perfect sense. <laughs> so then, what's the new Death Star? I, I want to think of Darth Vader, but I can't. Which uh, the crip? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I forgot what we were talking about before. About um, I don't think there are enough trilogies to even make the point of there's no such thing as a good trilogy. Like, it's too much to ask to even say like that the the third movie stink. It's like I, I think there's more trilogies than you think there are the dark knight trilogy for the, tri- dark, trilogy. the dark knight trilogy is a good one the godfather trilogy the unbreakable I trilogy that's a weird trilogy because even like i don't consider trilogies to be like first movie second movie and then the third movie way yeah, later like third like it was like 20 it years wasn't later. Entire, i, I mean it, to be fair it was like first movie then like 15 years later second movie <laughs> Star Wars is just, is just two trilogies because he was intended that, but like it takes so much to make a trilogy unless you can milk so much. Like 
no one's gonna say Saw. Saw has technically a good trilogy, but no one's gonna declare <laughs> that like they made the first one with the intention of making three movies. Yeah. But like, what about like the Matrix? Would you consider the Matrix a trilogy? Yeah, the Matrix. Yeah. They they decided that yeah, the Wachowskis were way in oh like they had their head up their ass of like we're gonna. Do, I'm not that big of a Matrix fan. I like I, I love and, this shit. And, I love this shit. But and like, Revolutions fucking, is the worst Matrix movie. It is. Yeah. I've only seen the first one, so I actually have a Trinity pretty good, is the worst Blade movie. Uh, Trinity, yeah, fucking slow your roll. But wait, if we're talking about you were talking about sequels. Blade Two destroys. Blade yeah. One. yeah, yeah, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hands no, down. It, I think it goes Blade Two, Blade Trinity, Blade One. See, I'm wait, Blade, wait, wait. You're Blade, Blade, Blade Trinity. Wait, 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 wait. Blade They're One, great. Blade Trinity is the worst. You're saying I don't know about that one, Mikey. Dude. What? Nah, dude. Ryan Reynolds, that's weird. Yeah, and Oswald's in it. Fucking, they're doing Dracula. I love it. Fucking Parker Posey. Every movie with Parker Posey is just a good movie because it has Parker Posey. Josie and the Pussycats, phenomenally better because it had Parker Posey. They had like you just have a love affair with that movie. There was I an really obligatory do. scene where Dracula enters a shop and sees a Dracula painting, and he's like offended by it. Like it's they so Dra- bad. They had Dracula dildos, man. Oh yeah, he went to a sex shop, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's what makes me turn, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I think that's what makes it good, man. It's just I think it was intentionally bad. No, I was not intentional. I don't even know how, no. how close was that to, to Wesley Snipes getting convicted for tax fraud. Uh, I think it was, it was pretty close. Years. That was so close, yeah. It wasn't like right on the heels of that movie, but I think it might have been his income from that movie that he committed tax fraud on. <laughs> They're making a sequel to District 9. And that like that's my favorite probably sci-fi movie because of how mean it is about like just the premise of like aliens stink. It's the only movie where aliens are coming to Earth because they're poor. Like that's the only <laughs> like Earth is better than these guys. Then wherever they travel can, they... the universe to get to Earth. <laughs> the first half of that movie, the second half of that movie is not as good. But the first half where uh, like the actor, Charlito, Co- he's just being a dick is honestly him evicting aliens is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that a South Park episode, too? Where like they compared an alien invasion to like the whole border crisis from like. Ten years ago, I think I know what you're never saying. Never really a crisis. That they, they, they did took that. our jobs. That's time travel. It wasn't even aliens. It was ourselves from oh, the future. The goobacks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Back to the pile. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I barely remember that episode. That episode didn't stick. Like with literally, me. all I remember is the yeah, alien-looking things, and they took our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, the, uh, I think South Park went a, like that's the only thing where I'm like it was just they didn't have to do it the whole there's an alien in every South Park episode do you guys know what I'm talking about yeah 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 it, key, uh, yeah. it was just like that's a like South Park's already good on its own there doesn't need to be the the episode their hundredth episode was really good though where they just realized they were having a deja vu moment over and over again and then like they get the photo of the alien threesome or whatever. <laughs> Are we just talking about South Park again? Yeah. <laughs> George no, Clooney. I have, a, I have a fucking, I have two copies of this fifth season. Yeah. You can't get the episode anymore, the Super Friends oh, yeah. episode where they have uh, the depiction of Muhammad no where he's even, shooting fire and shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No one talked about that. They talked more about 200 and 201. Yeah. Yeah. But like they take they take that episode out now. Like you can't get it on uh, HBO Max so where they're streaming have- it two of the seasons because only one has the episode on it or you just have two copies of i have i just have two copies of season five and for both some of them reason. have the muhammad episode yeah i want to be honest that's the awesome only, 
that's the only reason why I'm so for like physical collecting. I'm still like hesitant against digital because they just have the power to take away yeah. stuff like that. It's like mad TV. There's no way that they just let everything go. It's gonna be like a Joe Rogan thing where they're gonna take like they what was that Asian character that uh Bornstein used to play? I don't uh, remember. Soon. I forgot. I I didn't watch that much Mad TV to begin with. God damn it. But yeah, she just had an Asian character and like it was uh funny. Yeah, and but like fucking di- physical copies. That's why I collect vinyl, Blake. I mean, you could just keep collecting CDs. Like uh, yeah, CDs are fun. Yeah, but I feel like you're just inherently going to take better care of vinyl, so it's going to last longer. Mm. Like I feel like CDs. I just I've never treated CDs well. I treat C- I treat CDs like shit. Like I will just throw them like in my center console of my car with no case. And just like, ah, if they get scratched the fuck up bouncing around in there, then that's, hmm. oh, well, I'm out three bucks. I'll just buy another one because it's a CD. Yeah. Like, even even if you could still find CDs at Target, they're just giving them away at this you know, point. You can find vinyl at Target. Did they could finally you? start selling vinyl? Yeah, Target sells vinyl now. I used to, I got so pissed because I started collecting vinyl in Billings, goddamn Montana. Were the only place you could find records. There was a head shop that had used records in the back. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they sold drug paraphernalia up front, and they sold records out of the back, like the records were the contraband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you had antique shops, and yeah. antique shops all like never had good records either. It was always like, I don't know, it was always this random classical music person who wasn't one of the five that i know (laughs) there's a pretty weird fact about like the top selling artists where like there's a country singer like blake shelton who's on that list because he has like ironclad deals with walmart and like that dvd that cd section we just fucking walk right past he has like an exclusive walmart deal with them to have his cds there and no one else and i guess he has like his own fan base where it's like People will buy the shit out of those. And he's like on that list of like, well, do you, do you guys know how many like streams it takes to count as one record for like an RIAA? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the, it takes the like number. 1,500 streams to count as one record. Fucking shit. That is crazy. Yeah. Jeez. Like, yeah, that sounds insane. It is pretty insane. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a, like I listen to music, but I'm not a music guy. Uh, it's just random. Well, that's like, so, like that's like I, the music I, I industry. Know, that's like the way the industry works. Where um, there's actually a lot of fucking uh, turmoil in the industry right now because of uh, streaming versus physical copies. Because like I you, had a feeling there would be. Yeah, because like because uh, like you're not making money per sale anymore. It's in the same way. It's, it's all to manufacture anything either. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's all based on streams. But uh, the amount of streams that, like, the amount of money you get per stream is like fucking super, super, super small compared to what like Spotify gets per stream. Oh, I'm sure. And so the artists through uh, streaming services is getting fucked right now. Well, I mean, like to be fair, Spotify is making nine bucks a month per customer, and you've got to divvy that up between every artist that's on your platform it's, and has their shit listened to. It seems like it all just came out to licensing in the end, though. Still, it's like Spotify's making their money off of, like, the streaming thing, but, like, owning the masters of, like, they, they paid Bob Dylan, like, $600 million 
for the rights to all of his music, and it just now belongs to someone else. Yeah, remember uh, Michael? It's probably Jack- the most money Bob Dylan's ever made. And like he just he strikes me as a guy who like everyone's heard of, but nobody's really like a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, no. He, he even like he went through a period, I guess, where he was hated and he was just considered a sellout because he did one thing. Well, he was a that, sellout because that he, was his thing. Was like Bob Dylan super... was always in it for the fame. <laughs> no, he wasn't from the very beginning. No, maybe not from the very beginning, but he definitely he definitely sold out uh, yeah. at some point there. I do disrespect the Beatles a lot because of like how commercial they are compared to Zeppelin. But Zeppelin was just forced like that, too. Well, I mean, the Beatles kind of turned away from the commercial thing about halfway through. Also, it's funny that you segue from Bob Dylan into the Beatles, because I think we've this might have also been an interesting archive. But Bob Dylan was the uh, Bob Dylan was the person who introduced the Beatles to drugs. Just drugs in general. Well, he so the first time the Beatles ever did any drugs was they smoked weed with Bob Dylan. That's nice. weird. And Ringo Starr, of all people, was the first one to have the balls to be like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Have you guys ever seen Celebrity Deathmatch? Yes. Yeah, yeah there's I that, there's that, that one thing where they have all four Beatles fighting each other, and then there's that moment where Paul McCartney's like choking George Harrison. He's like, you made the band weird. <laughs> this is like the best, like, argument. I didn't know that the Beatles, because... People always make that point that the Beatles weren't always like she loves you is that in the beginning they have photos of them wearing like leather jackets. So I just assume that like it was all just industry plant stuff of, of their day of just like I would just assume that they just did drugs like. No, there, they didn't do drugs until after they made it big. There was a John Lennon biopic that recently just came out where they really allude to his relationship with his mother as being like near incestuous. Uh, he had a weird relationship with his mother. Yeah. What sure. are you doing, stepmother? <laughs> I'm stuck, John. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine there is no morality. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, there. John Lennon was all sorts of fucked up, so it does not surprise me that he I... had that relationship with his mother. Like, he was also very abusive. That's what? why his first wife left him. Yeah. Um, or so I've heard. You know, it took him till adulthood to try drugs, and then he went hard at him. Abusive <laughs> like, hat. Wait, wait, he was mentally or like just no, physically? like physically abusive. Oh, like wow. he he beat his wife. That was a whole thing. I didn't know. No, I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not familiar with this forty isn't, year old news. <laughs> isn't that what Hey Jude was about? I mean, I thought Hey Jude yes. was just about the turmoil of it all, of just like the kid. Um, hey Jude, I used to beat your mom, but don't uh-huh. let it get you down. That's terrible. Hey Jude, I made a terrible joke there. Don't look at that bruise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, you being a Zeppelin fan, like I hate, I hate like, the Beatles. Like, like just Jimmy inherently. Page was uh, was a fan of uh, young women. Yeah, and that same. No, no, this is. I mean, like. It, I understand that, like, to some degree, it was a different time, and, like... What's crazy was that it girl... It wasn't abnormal for, like, 16-year-old girls to date adults. People really... he was... You guys mentioned Horatio Sands earlier, and, and like, that 13-year-old girl, she was actually, like... It was Jimmy Page, Mick Jagger, just, like, all these artists, like, she was just being thrown around with. But Horatio Sands had a lawsuit recently. People thought it was going to kill NBC because there was, like, this story of, like... Peak 2000, I wouldn't even say 2000 is like peak SNL, but like in the era of Jimmy Fallon, Horatio Sands, Will Ferrell, Horatio Sands was like 
grooming this like eight like 16 year old girl into like being part like it was so crazy wasn't mia farrow one of those girls that was being passed around all the me like, i'm not familiar with the mia farrow bands. thing but I don't know, she was like a she ended up being like a model or something. The sad truth is, Ronan Farrow looks a lot more like uh, Sinatra than Woody Allen. Yeah, Mia Farrow. Mm-hmm. Mia Farrow ended up marrying Woody Allen, didn't she? Yeah, yeah she ended I up marrying. So, yeah. yeah, that's the whole thing. The book Catch and Kill. It, it was written by Ronan yeah. Farrow, <laughs> yeah. her son, and she was married to Woody uh, Woody Allen. People think though that she had sex with a uh, Frank Sinatra, and like Ronan Farrow is that like just them? Like it's just Ronan and Mia. Oh no, it's a uh, Sinatra and Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen Boardwalk Empire? No, but uh, I, I wanted to. It's because it, it's Scorsese. Uh, the it, first episode was Scorsese. Yeah. It's okay, but uh, there is a pretty like big turning point season through where it's like, oh wow, this is like it does involve insights. It's like fuck, I'm trying to think. Game of Thrones normalized, so it's yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. There was uh, there was a lot, like it it jumped out at me because I I never watched the show. I read the books. Yeah, I'm that nerd. No way. Um, I didn't have HBO when the show was actually a thing. And now that I have HBO, but I've read the books, I'm kind of less interested in watching the show. Are you nitpicky? No. I would particularly, just, I just like a lot of it. I've, you know, I'm like, that with, I'm like that with Stephen King book. Like I, I read 11, 22, 63, and I can't watch the James Franco one because the book is too good. Like, oh, hmm. that's awesome. But yeah, like reading through the Game of Thrones books, like it jumped out at me often how like there was all this shit about like everybody thought it was an abomination that certain characters were screwing their siblings, but like everybody's married to their first cousin on that show. Like, (laughs) yeah, I didn't know that. Maybe that's a weird detail (laughs) that like made it into the books, but not the show. But yeah, like every, like all the noble houses, they're all married to like first and second cousins. To, like, keep the bloodline pure or some shit. Yeah. it It's weird. <laughs> In the end, like, any sort of fantasy conversation just seems to go back to, like, how crazy but innovative J.R.R. Tolkien was and, like, his world building or whatever. For a guy in World War II to just be coming yeah. up with, like, that entire... There's a book that he wrote. He came up with the, a lot of that yeah, yeah, during but, the war. But, like, he has this book called The Silmarillion or whatever. And, yeah. like, I'm not even into, game, uh, into Lord of the Rings, but that book is just... Him tossing unnecessary lore into things. Oh, it's it's literally like the encyclopedia on the entire yeah. world. It's, it is the Bible of the world that he built. It's like... The, like the whole creation myth, all of the like, you know, like the religions and the origin of species and shit like that. Have you guys seen the extended cut of The Hateful Eight? No, no, I didn't really care for that. That's probably my least favorite Tarantino movie. Really? Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. I, I think I had the less feeling about what, a... What well, was Tarantino's third movie? His, his third Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. You know, not a fan of that one? Uh, but, but, okay, no. but like, that's <laughs> not a trilogy. Like, I like because because <laughs> like, <laughs> technically it all takes place in the same universe, but Reservoir Dogs, right. like uh, Pulp Fiction is not a sequel to Reservoir Dogs. Jackie Brown's not a uh, sequel to uh, Pulp Fiction and so on and so forth. I know I've ranked it to where I consider Does once Kill upon. Kill Bill count as a sequel? No. Or Kill Bill like... Volume Two is a sequel to Kill no, Bill Volume well, that, One. Well, that's what I mean. Like 
Because that's the only two-parter Tarantino did. No, it's it's right? not it's not a sequel because he filmed them both yeah. at the same time with the intention of being one full well, movie. Well, yeah, because it's and not... the studio was like, "No, we're not fucking. You're not doing that, dude." Yeah. So he broke well, it up into two movies. It's not. Yeah, because it's not Kill Bill two. It's Kill Bill Part two. I feel like that's a volume distinction. Two. That, volume, yeah, volume two is two. how he ruined his relationship with uh, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yeah, because yeah. she got injured. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, the car crash. Yeah, because like he assured her, he assured her like, "Oh, it's going to be cool," and the stuntmen were like, "Oh, it's going to be cool," and then she veered off the fucking road. Ugh. Norm McDonald joke. <laughs> 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 the- I guess. Um, I I hear like that. Supposedly, there's talks that she might come back for a volume three. Which I would, I just really? rewatched uh, Kill Bill, and that th- it'll those arguably the, great. They hold be the up, worst yeah. in the trilogy. Arguably, but it would be a three four, so it'd be like a new. Uh, oh, he's talking about doing like it's it's his last movie though. I, I like you think? He, yeah, no, he said he's doing. He's only done. He's doing uh, ten movies throughout his entire career, and he's on his tenth right now. So whatever he really? picks, is, yeah. I hope it's another Kill Bill. Fucking Kill Bill. I think Kill Bill is one of his best movies. I don't think it's that crazy for Quentin to do that because Martin Scorsese is becoming kind of a Ridley Scott now where he's just connecting his name now to things and just making – people didn't like The Irishman. I think that's probably going to be his last great movie. Yeah, if that was not – if that didn't have Scorsese's name on it, for one, I don't think he would have attracted the actors he did. Yeah, it's for like another. A, I think nobody would have watched it. I'm gonna be honest though. I did love that movie. People shit on that movie so much, and I do defend it as like it connects so well to all his other movies. That's absolutely like the goal, though, is what? to have like to where just having your name on something makes people go watch it. Yeah, like it. It's at least better than the alternative. The alternative of like at this point, if I see Judd Apatow's name on something, I'm not interested. Think about it like this. And he like he you don't like he Judd made, Apatow. He made a lot of great movies, but I just I, I don't know. I feel like what what about I feel Judd like Apatow? His don't style you like? Gets old after a while. How so? I don't know. It's just his sense of humor. I. All right, fine. You caught me. I'm just uh, firing shots for the sake of firing shots, Mikey. I'll say this. I don't. I haven't seen a Judd Apatow movie in years, but like he doesn't really make them that often. Yeah. Not anymore. 2000s comedy movies don't really resonate with me. The only one that really did was The Hangover. I was like, all right, this is a good comedy, and like we're, we might be heading back to it. The, we're, we're like the 40 year old virgin, what else? Uh, knocked up. Those don't really seem I like. I love those. The, what was 40 year old virgin and knocked up were great. This is 40 was. All right. I, funny people. Funny people was like really funny for the first half of the movie, and then it they just, say it gets too long. It got <laughs> super dramatic at the end. Because the was whole funny movie, people, John, Judd Apatow. I thought that was yeah. Happy Madison. It, it was Judd Apatow fucking wrote and directed it with Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always assumed it was a Happy Madison movie because Adam Sandler was in it. <laughs> nah. One thing about it is James Cameron ruined his name because this last Terminator was like, all right, this isn't like any of the other Terminator movies. This is the direct sequel to two. Don't worry, and it just sucked a dick. They just killed John Connor like the first like in, in the really yeah. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen it yet. They brought back Edward Furlong, whose career has been in the fucking toilet yeah. since American History X, and it's like all they did with him was just kill him in the intro. They use all that Irishman technology to, just to shoot him with wait, a shotgun. Wait, 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 wait. Which uh, which movie is this? Terminator. Uh, Dark uh, Gen- Genesis. Yeah, no. Dark Gen- Fate. No, Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Dark Genesis. Fate. Genesis was, was Terminator. Four? Oh yeah, no, no, this is one where they bring back fucking Sarah Connor, and the whole thing is like about Sarah, the new generation 
uh, Beyond Sarah Connor just, and yeah. John Connor. People would use refer that one as the woke Terminator. Genesis just seems convoluted. Genesis just seems like they mess around too much with the technology of the Terminator series. Yeah. Salvation, I didn't mind it because there was like, for me, when I was younger, I was so hyped by it. Of like, Judgment Day is here. But the movie itself, they got a little bit too much into the android thing of it. Remember that? The, uh, Sam Worthington? Yeah. He's an actor. He's going to come back for Avatar. You guys know that? Yeah. Are they See, fucking that's, ever going to release it? I, that's another thing I am not excited about is the he's outlived about his making career. Avatar 2. And three and four. They're, They've been talking about really? this for like yes. fucking since the first one came out. Though. Yeah, no, but apparently it's way more real now. Okay, what do you like? Mean by these that? aren't just hypothetical. These aren't as hypothetical of conversations. Did you guys anymore. really like Avatar though? I didn't. Like, I never no. bothered watching it. I saw it. I saw it during the whole hype thing. Like, but I just yeah, during the hype train, I was like, eh, it's not my kind of movie. You gotta remember that was a really good time. It felt because Dark Knight was out at that point, and it was like. I think that's what I decided to spend my money on instead. Good choice. <laughs> that was the, those were a year apart. But one thing that I never, I don't remember, and I wish you guys could. Heath Ledger was not anticipated being a good Joker. No, and then no, he died. Not at all. And then he died, and people were giving him a chance. And then he just blew expectations away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because he's Heath Ledger. He's a, he's a he's a really good actor. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I, I just remember watching it, though, just being like not having any sort of predisposed opinion about it and just being like, all right, this is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, that's still the best Batman movie we have to date. It arguably like, ruined a lot of the superhero films. Just by, it, it ruined like DC because they just want to make everything dramatic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, I would agree with it's, that. Yeah. No, like you can't go the route that they're trying to go with their main properties unless Christopher Nolan is somehow involved. Like I just, that's been my biggest problem is all of the serious gritty shit that they try to do in these movies. Superman has really, like that's like, really hurt Superman. Dude, I never cared for man of steel and like just everything with that Superman in it is eh, at best. Yeah, it was all right. Like, I, I still haven't seen the Snyder Cut, so I don't want to, like, I'm not going to judge that. Snyder Cut was a lot better than the first but, League. But the um, the Joss Whedon Cut and Batman v Superman and Man of Steel were all garbage movies, in my opinion. Man of Steel was all right. Batman v Superman was overrated. And uh, the Whedon Cut was terrible. I'm actually, I'm bummed about Batman v Superman, too, because I was actually, like, seeing the cast going into it. I was like, all right. I'm going to give this a chance. Yeah. This could be good. It was not. <laughs> I lost so much faith by DC at that point. Where, like, that was when I really just, at this point, I just dismissed superhero movies. I forgot what was happening at that point. But, oh, I hated superheroes at that point. Because it, it didn't even seem like a competition anymore between DC and Marvel. It was yeah. just a catch-up game. Marvel yeah. has somehow, like, Marvel has still somehow kept going strong. Like, I... I they dropped a bunch more of uh, Marvel movies on Disney Plus now, so I'm no longer caught up. But <laughs> they they have somehow been able to keep going strong since 2008. Yeah, I'm about to try to go see Eternals. I want to see that. I heard that movie's fucking. That's not the one good. that I'm worried is going to be the like. I don't know. I just I don't have the same level of faith in the Eternals as I have in a lot of the other Marvel movies. I I don't really know why. You know what it was? It could be great. It's got an awesome cast. I just, I have a feeling that's why it's not going to do well. 
because of the Marvel, stu- Marvel Studios have. has found a way of finding either washed up actors or nobodies and putting them in starring roles and then that person becomes that character. I think Robert was... Downey Jr.'s career was dead. I don't know. Now he he's a just household made Charlie name Bartlett. Charlie Bartlett. I thought, I thought Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was the movie that. Oh, with Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. That's what he said on Rogan. I think was that he came back from that and that let him do Iron Man. It wasn't just rehab jail then Iron. It was like he had a movie in between that. Oh, yeah, he did a little yeah. bit before. Tropic Thunder was before uh, Iron Man. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Tropic, Tropic Thunder, Thunder came was out like in 2006. 2006. 2006? Yeah. No, okay. Fact check. Fact check me, Mikey. I dare you. This one I know. Iron Man is 2006. Tropic Thunder is... Iron Man's 2008. Iron Man is, in fact, 2008. Our fact checker knows it. He doesn't even have to look that one up. Um, (laughs) What was the other one I was looking up? Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, Thunder. 2006. No, Tropic Thunder is definitely not 2006. I don't think it... I think it's 2008. 2008. Okay. Son of a bitch. But I know Tropic Thunder is definitely after Iron Man. Okay, hang on, hang on. I can look up the exact fucking release date. Give me uno momento, por favor. Uh, August 13th, 2008 is Tropic Thunder. I heard you lead on this. I don't know. Iron Man strikes me as a Q3 movie. Summer blockbuster, you got a good point. Iron Man I, 3 is April 14th. Oh, no, uh, son May of a 2nd, May 2nd, 2008, United okay, States. Those are release dates, though. Yes. That's a good point. It was that he was already on the right track. He might have filmed Tropic Thunder before he filmed Iron Man. Now Man. your argument's getting weak. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is like this is a thing. Movies are in production for years. So now we have to consult his agent on when he yes. did something. Uh for what it's worth, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, two thousand five. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> I think I know where it was. Well, I mean, you know, Robert Downey Jr. did have that uh that skin pigment surgery for Tropic Thunder. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling you've got to do that first. In the, in the 2010s, I think, X-Men was just starting to get good again. I was really yeah. happy about that. Oh, yeah. First Class and... Uh, first Class was the shit. Days of Days Future, Future Past was pretty good. Days of Future Past was probably my favorite Apocalypse Supergirl ruined movie. it for me. Oh, but, then, but then they redeemed themselves with Logan. Logan was an People, incredible movie. I like all of the Wolverine movies. I, I haven't seen... The- I'm not a fan of the Wolverine. The X Men Origins Wolverine movie was garbage, but I loved it. To like, me, it was it's nostalgic. Kind of, it was, like, the, it was I the know kind of bet. garbage movie that I enjoy. PQ Jackman is Wolverine, though. Like in that we all know what we came to see. Yeah, that movie tried so hard well, to do things. And yeah. that movie, like without that movie, we wouldn't have gotten the Deadpool movies. So there's that too. We didn't get the Gambit movie though. We all wanted. Remember that that guy was doing. He, well, we, he didn't was get, we didn't we get, get the Gambit get we wanted either. Like I like Taylor Kitsch as an actor. I I feel you, like we could have found a better Gambit. We they were trying for a really long time to make Channing Tatum, Tatum Gambit. I, I don't over know that I Taylor like Kitsch. that either. Yeah. No, I want to take because he did okay in True Detective uh, season two. I'm, I'm just naming HBO shows now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really have no. Seen what's HBO the shows, uh, huh? Lone Survivor was great. Really? That was um. That, Mark Wahlberg. He and Mark Wahlberg. They were the. Two main characters. Have you seen that awkward interview where, like, he's where Mark Wahlberg is with the guy who the book is based on? And it's a CNN interview with Jake Tapper. <laughs> and Jake Tapper asks a question relating to war, almost like one of those Vietnam questions of, like, do you regret what you did? And the guy right next to Mark Wahlberg is like, what do you mean what we did? Like, he, like he asked him in a very serious way, like, 
you think what we did was a joke? And it was like Jake Tapper immediately backs down from it. It was pretty funny. It's just like one of those awkward, oh, you don't want to be in that situation. Oh, no. Of course not. That's why we don't have military vets on this show. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if you guys Because I will end up in that situation. <laughs> the Jim Rome thing was insane. Do you guys know about that clip? No. No. Okay, so back then, a sportscast named Jim Rome was calling a football player from the Saints. Go Saints. Uh, he was calling him. <laughs> he was calling him. Chrissy Everett. So the guy's name is Chris Everett, but he was calling him Chrissy Everett because there was a tennis player whose name was Chrissy Everett who was a girl. And they're on a table together. All right. So me and me and Mike are facing here, right? Right. All right. So I'm gonna like I'm gonna do this and you should just say Chris. Okay, uh, Chris, yeah. So I say Chrissy when I tell you to, okay? Okay. So Chris is literally like, if you say Chris one more time, I'm gonna break this table and I'm gonna go right at you. Chrissy Everett. And then he just he flips the table and goes right after Jim Rome. It is like the craziest. I, I That's would say, got the same is, energy as like that scene in Elf where uh, Will Ferrell has his you little feeling, back and forth. You feel like a big uh, tough guy? Uh, call, me, call me Elf one more time. I'm, I'm thinking Goodfellas. I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, oh, yeah. Funny, can, like a clown? I amuse no, you? No, 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 go no, get your no, fucking no, shine no, box. Shine yeah. box, yeah. <laughs> it took me a second, but yeah. I, I know what you were how did he react? He, he, you know what? He, he have just, you not seen Goodfellas? No, no, no. no. How did how did Jim Rome react? Oh, yeah, he, he he was just pretty like he took it. He was going up against a football player. It was a football player that grabbed him by the collar and then raised. It was horrible. Like, oh, there's so much of those old TV moments that it seems like I just have no life to where I've just seen a bunch of them. But like, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, <laughs> do you remember that open mic that used to be uh, advertised called Malloy's? Yeah, yeah. There was this this kid there who was like, I went to acting school. I did all this, and I asked him. I was like, Can we recreate a scene from Goodfellas? He's like, I've never seen Goodfellas, and I'm like, You went to acting school. If the microphone can evoke the the less than silence that I felt from him not having seen Goodfellas, it was so disappointing. <laughs> Just like, drop who out hasn't now. Seen Goodfellas? It, it should at be at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend that not, hate- not only have I seen Goodfellas, I've read Wise Guys, the book it was based I've on. I've read Wise Guys. I have not read Casino because it seems way too hard to read yeah. compared to Gap. Yeah. Casino seems like a lot of effort. How weird Casino's is it? Casino's like a four-hour fucking movie. Well, and and I say this, I, I say Casino seems like a lot of effort as the guy who was invested. At this point, like, I think I'm pushing like 200 hours of the Dune books. <laughs> And then, like, another almost 200 hours of the Game of Thrones books. And Casino seems like too much time. I'm trying to think if, like, I want to say this could be a hot day, but the Casino soundtrack could be better than the Goodfellas soundtrack. I don't know, dude. It's Mario Scorsese. It's Mario Scorsese. He uses the same songs in every movie. No, he does use use, Gimme Shelter a lot. (laughs) Gimme Shelter. It's Martin Scorsese and Comfortably Numb. He uses that a lot. He used a lot of good soul music in Casino, but he also, one of the things in Goodfellas that is amazing was he used a song called Atlantis, which is honestly just spoken word. And then it's a scene where they actually beat up Billy Bats. He, they, they're kicking him, and they're using a song that a pacifist wrote. Like he wrote a song that was meant to be peaceful, and like the way Scorsese uses, they're using it as they're beating this guy to death. Like it's awesome. That's fucked up. Yeah, it was. That's a crazy use of it. Yeah. You remember there? All right. Oh. I was like. We've got a dog barking here, so this is why. We're all moving around and not speaking. Yeah, how about we actually discuss family? Holy shit. Oh, uh, yeah. 
So while Mikey's gone, I'm going to yeah. take this opportunity. So we do have a couple of questions that we try to ask all of our guests. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> typically, we don't make it two hours into the podcast before we <laughs> oh. <laughs> before we get there. But uh, this has been a fun chat. Uh, we're going to get a little bit more directed now. So sure. first things first, is there anything um, in your family that was universally loved? Anything that was like, universally loved? Like, I mean, we talk about how everybody in your family has age gaps. Yeah. Um, so this might make this question a little bit more difficult. But yeah. Is there anything that was like everybody in your family was just all about? We seem to enjoy certain game shows where everyone, there, there was a clear language barrier between my dad, but like wheel of fortune, we got pretty competitive in, but as I got older, I just was how stupid it was like how compared to jeopardy. Then I got really into jeopardy and I'm like the way it works on ABC is that they have jeopardy and then wheel of fortune. You'll play your life oh, yeah. on Jeopardy, and then you'll that was the way to. Yeah, the Jeopardy way, was on at seven. Wheel of Fortune was on at seven thirty, and it like the way that it felt, the way that I consider it is like Wheel of Fortune's for for mouth breathers. Like it's for just morons. <laughs> who just, there's no. You know how hard it is to win no, a million you, dollars you on Wheel of Fortune. All your effort into Jeopardy. Yeah, that's why everybody thinks Wheel Let of Fortune. Let me tell you guys a crazy. Breathers. Like I've gotten Wheel of Fortune answers on Final also, Jeopardy. Alex Trebek is better than Pat Sajak. Change my mind. Yeah, no, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, oh my God, that whole hosting fiasco is so crazy. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, no. I still think Aaron Rodgers should just be the host. Aaron Rodgers should be the host? I hate Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like, really? Uh, like, I, he should. I, I, don't I care. enjoyed the, when he guest hosted a couple times. <laughs> he destroyed Wolf Blitzer on Celebrity Jeopardy once, uh, like for charity. Like, Wolf Blitzer had negative money for charity. Like, the, char- the, the charity company sets up, pay, like, oh, up. To Take re- that, charity. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, what was I going to say? There's so much of a bigger hype train for Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune is just you can't win that. Ugh. There's so little skill on, on Wheel of Fortune to wear. Well, Jeopardy's bar trivia. Wheel of Fortune's the New York Times crossword. Yeah, but do you know like, what it takes to win Wheel of Fortune? Like a million dollars on Wheel of Fortune? A lot. Yeah, you have to. I have watched countless games of wheel of fortune i've watched people win the game and walk away with almost nothing even the final yeah yeah you can win everything and you can still get the worst wheel you thing can walk away with like 1500 bucks it's nothing yeah oh i hate like one of my and you have to pay taxes on that 1500 bucks by the way jeopardy like it's really like 700 bucks jeopardy's brutal because there's a clip of, of kids jeopardy where this this uh subject was civil war and these are kids and they're, the first kid girl gets it wrong immediately. All right. So the question is, um, what was the thing that cl- that uh, Abraham Lincoln wrote to end slavery in America? All right. You, you guys want to say it? The 13th Amendment. No, Emancipation the Emanci- Proclamation. <laughs> proclamation. <laughs> Emancipation Proclamation. All right, all right. Proclamation, like the Emancipation Proclamation. So the second kid gets it right, but spells it wrong by one letter, and they immediately just, like, slash out his answer because he spelled it wrong. Third kid... <sighs> Put all of his money in, as in he was already thirty grand up. So he put another thirty grand up, and he gets it exactly right, and he gets sixty grand. And the kid in the middle is just shocked that he didn't get like shocked that like they went so hard as over a misspelling. Like and and Wheel of Fortune. Meanwhile, in Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, the show where you would expect something like that, they were pretty forgiving. Yeah, like they they would always give you the benefit of the doubt. Do you remember the prize money for Fear Factor? 
Was it like fifty grand? No, it was one thousand dollars. Is it really? I think it was one thousand dollars. Yeah, I thought that was just from the Chappelle show skit. One thousand dollars. I thought people made fun of Fear Factor. Can someone please fact check that? This deserves to be fact checked. No, yeah, the Fear Factor grand prize. But yeah, like the only time I remember seeing that the grand prize was like a thousand bucks was when uh, when they did the Fear Factor parody on Chappelle show, and it was uh, was it. Tyrone Bigums yeah. was was on Fear Factor let me, for let crack me. money. I'm going to tell you something, Joe. I smoke rock. <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. $50,000. No way. $50,000. Okay, yeah, it sounds... I thought it was 1000 because well, maybe, maybe like the ludicrous version. They're like, well, nobody's no, really watching, what... so we can only give you $1,000 to give to the winner. <laughs> That was when MTV was back on their strike because they had Jersey Shore. No? Who would have thought never it, saw that? I I was just gonna touch on that. Who would have thought, like, however many years ago that uh whenever he was actually relevant, that Joe Rogan would be bigger than Ludacris? At that moment? You don't think Ludacris is fucking big right now? I don't no. think he's bigger than Joe Rogan. No. I think Joe Rogan is significantly bigger than Ludacris, but it at one I don't point know, dude. In like I, watched the fa- I watched the Ludacris Fast and Furious movies. I watched the Fast and Furious movies. No, He's in every one of those. No, the Fast and Furious movies are big. He's not bigger, he's as an individual, has now. not been huge in years. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Blake, I think you need to move, bitch. <laughs> Just get out the way. Next family question, please, because once again, right. it's just devolved uh, to TV. <laughs> if you see me on the highway, get the fuck out of my way. Let's make this a game All where right. you ask yeah. me a family question and I don't try to involve anything pop culture related. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's a uh, what's a family tradition that you had that you consider unique? A family tradition that I consider... My mom has a really weird New Year's ritual of getting rice and then collecting money and then putting this it in... why you got that 100-pound bag of rice? You know what? <laughs> It'll, it's for generations. Callback! Yeah. <laughs> that was a good callback. Uh, yeah, no, and, and like... Uh, she would just she would get it with lentils like she and then we would put lentils in our pocket on New Year's and then we would toss it all out when it hit midnight and then uh we'd put money in it but the year before that we'd already have money in it and we just get it was like a weird like piggy bank thing one time I did it myself I put a hundred bucks in my own tip jar and like maybe two months later I just grabbed it <laughs> like I just yeah. failed my own test yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You're, is that you're like, like a, you're is like that the like kid a, with the fucking marsh, the marshmallows, the kid with the marshmallows. Yeah, oh where yeah, it's the, the, experiment the experiment where it's like we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you two marshmallows. No, we'll give you one marshmallow, but you can't eat and it. I'm gonna leave the room. Yeah, but you, you can't eat, eat it. Yeah, if you don't eat the marshmallow by the time I get back, you get a second marshmallow. That seems like a banana experiment with like monkeys. I feel like they've also done that experiment with monkeys and bananas. I thought because the, the whole idea is. Like delayed gratification. Can you hold off on eating the one marshmallow till he gets back so you can have a second marshmallow? My favorite kind of test like that are like, we gave students six toothpicks and three marshmallows and we told them to build a structure. Then we brought this league of architects to like just demolish them. Oh, I was just, I, I thought you were just going to go. Then they were building structures out of just six toothpicks. <laughs> just out of the six toothpicks. <laughs> There's no uh, kids letting a marshmallow last long enough to do a project with them. I'll, I'll say this about New Year's Eve. I do feel like I have to stay home for that tradition. Like, how are you guys on Thanksgiving? Do you guys go anywhere? Or, like, do you guys just stay home? 
I go to my family's uh, house if I, I can. Do family so there is a thing. Yeah, I, I feel like I have to be there for that tradition, or else I'll feel like a dick. Like, no, I, that's that's interesting. Like, it, that's that, a that is a weird tradition that I don't. I, that is definitely a unique thing. Is yeah. that like, is it cultural at all, or is it no, like your mom nothing, just yeah. has some personal attachment to this idea? I'm guessing every mother cleans the house a shit ton on New Year's Eve. Like, no, that my mom, uh, my mom, yeah. Is, my mom was pretty OCD about that. She wants us all to take showers before New Year's, and then uh, okay, no, my mom never went that far. My mom is a little bit of a clean freak, yeah. So like, we would spend all day New Year's Eve cleaning so that we could celebrate New Year's in a clean house. My parents didn't give a fuck about New Year's. My, no? Your parents didn't give a fuck about a lot of things. Hey man, you don't know my parents. Fuck you. No, I know, but I know you. Yeah, but yeah, but knowing me doesn't mean you know my parents. Fuck you. No, but don't talk about you my parents. Means fuck that I you. Can make certain of some. You can't make no. Certain don't assume. Ass- no, you can't. Don't assume. Become educated. No, guesses. fuck you. What, uh, what's an assumption? It's making an ass out of you. So fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but I'm making an ass out of me and you. No, you're making an ass out of yourself. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like we've had you on as a guest, and you have talked shit about your parents on this show. Yeah, they're my parents. I fucking know them. <laughs> I mean, you offered your dad a blowjob for a guitar at one point. He didn't take the offer. I want that to be <laughs> clear. Was it a good guitar? What? Was it a good guitar? No, it was just a guitar. Any oh, guitar. Wow. Oh. I was just really desperate. Mikey, I, yeah. I needed the money. When Mikey needs money, he needs money. For a Gibson? Let's so Mikey would, Mikey would win Fear Factor for $1,000. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I want to drink urine. Joe, I'm not going to lie to you. I want a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking with someone. Wait, wait. Someone was talking about they had season. Oh, I went pop culture. <laughs> oh, I was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, wow. No, you held up your end of the bargain. I'm the one. That I just it lost it, though. It's like I saw it's like I saw you doing it. And then I was going to do it about mine and Mencia. I was about to go in that direction. <laughs> no, uh, I don't get how there, no one knows one single sketch from that show. When he was the show directly after Chappelle's show. Like, he had the best time slot, and not one person can name a single sketch from that show. Because Carlos Mencia was a joke. But everyone... Can you? Can you name a sketch from that show? No, no, no. And what I'm saying is it's like, we can recite Chappelle sketches... And in 2005, <laughs> is that when he left for Africa? Like, every so? time, yeah. yeah. The, the time slot Chappelle show would have been revered as we're giving you this slot. And, like, nothing's on YouTube for Mind Mencia. It's like nothing. Because didn't Carlos Mencia get fucking uh, hit well, he because he was stealing, stealing all of the jokes? Stealing jokes. Yeah, yeah stealing jokes. Um, Which apparently is a thing that happens all the time, and a bunch of our comedy heroes do it. Oh, yeah. Myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> What was I going to say? Uh, <laughs> what's crazy about that, though, is, um, and this is talked about way too much on pod, but Joe Rogan, when he acu- when he first accused Joe Rogan, uh, Carlos Messi of stealing, his oh, agency dropped him because of how crazy the accusations were and because of how big Mencia was. Mencia had the biggest like mentality of, if I should talk him, then I won't have food on the table. Like, Yeah, Carlos Mencia was fucking huge at the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's... That video was so popular for so long of Joe Rogan like getting up on stage and like horrible. He, he fuck you, you stole these the- jokes. 
at, there's a, Joe Rogan was a relative nobody at the time. I wouldn't say he's a nobody. He wasn't he, a nobody, but he was not Joe it, Rogan. The best like, way I could put it, maybe, because he had news radio. He was a character on a TV show. He was the host of Fear Factor. I mean, he had something going on. He had a career. But yeah. he was not where he is now in the slightest. Maybe Chris Hardwick. He was a guy pre- who probably still had a day job at the time. I don't even think that. I, I think he was always doing something because he, he was still working for UFC at that point. Yes, he was probably hitting like its peak. Maybe. I don't know. It was still a relatively like early in his career, Joe Rogan. In 2006, there's that video of um. I talk about this. Uh, there's this video of Ralphie May. Do you guys know? Do you know who Ralphie May is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like is. there are videos of like Ari Shafir has one of like him talking for comedians for four hours about how to get better at comedy. But Ralphie May is telling a bunch of these like okay, Blake, me and you open micers. He would tell us shave your beards off. It's too distracting. They want to see your face. It's like Ralphie, you look like a fucking couch. <laughs> like you are the most. You're you're distracting, Ralphie. One thing about like, he would kill though. Like he he was known. Oh, he's yeah. great. Oh my god. Mikey, I'm going to ask you this because I ask everyone this. Do you listen to Open Anthony? No. Oh. Is that a fucking one of those? It was a radio, show in, the, a radio show in the it 2000s. It was Anthony Cumio who. Predates Skanks. It's something that. He basically paved the way for Legion of Skanks. Okay. Clearly, yes. He paved the way for podcast. Okay, this is now going to get yeah. way too preachy. Because that was like a serious XM show, wasn't it? It was started off as a, as a syndicated radio show in like the 90s. This was back when Shock Jock was big. Like back when like right. they would just like they, they were first fired for saying that the mayor of Boston was dead. And look, this is like you're not going to see that. Like what I'm saying is comedians would come on to that show. And like Ralphie May says it in that video. He's like, if you're doing radio, you need to do your act. Which is now crazy. Like, you don't see me doing my act here. Right. Because when comedians want to open Anthony, they'd be ready to do their material, but they would walk into a show where they're just talking about what's current, what's happening, which in 2002 was unheard of. That Joe Rogan saw that, and he made the Joe Rogan experience. Mark Maron says that was a big inspiration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Opening Opie and Anthony was huge. I it, was, it, it wasn't like Stern in its prime huge, but it was pretty close if there's something that pisses me off it's that like a lot of comedians are like i like patrice o'neill i like bill burr i like louis ck the best of them would be on opie anthony this atmosphere where like it was natural it was before even like bill burr bill burr now to get him on a podcast and say whatever he wanted bill burr would say outlandish on the opie anthony show there was an episode oh yeah well that was what they did they were in your face offensive like shock value hosts bill burr one time randomly said my 98 year old grandmother can still drive and then jim norton said yeah but can she still fuck and then they just, they just trash yeah. they just end up trashing his grandmother for 10 minutes it's like they just make jokes about her fucking in the car yeah <laughs> so uh on that note um i just hot. looked over at the time and realized like we're we're pushing two and a half hours so i should probably move on to uh, <laughs> move on from this so I, i'm gonna jump into our interesting archive fuck. um We've been talking history all episode. We're going to yes. end on this note. Uh, in 1386, a pig was executed in France. In the Middle Ages, a pig attacked a child who went to die later from the wounds. The pig was arrested, kept in prison, and then sent to court where it stood trial for murder, was found guilty, and then was executed by hanging. This pig got a fair trial in a jury of its peers 
<laughs> did they eat the pig afterwards? That's a good question. That's a really good question. That, yeah. You know what? The place I found, like my source did not specify, but I'd like to think they ate the pig. His lawyer's talking. He's like, I'm going to do everything I can to get you out. <laughs> Just hey, like, <laughs> hey, listen, listen. All right, you can take this guilty plea. They're going to kill you. You're going to hang. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about that. I got that. this judge breaking but, down my neck. <laughs> but you can be some other murderer's last meal. <laughs> How long do you think you'll last in jail? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to eat you alive in there. Well, uh, no, back then, though, they, they like religious communities would literally like the term scapegoat. Like it would just come from them taking a farm animal and like them pushing their. I forgot where I heard this. They would push their sins onto it. Like, if you were cheating, you would, like, mentally, like, in a weird... You would give it to the right. sheep. And then they'd walk it across town square, yell at it, calling it a sinner, and then kill it. And then the town would be all right. <laughs> like Right. Like, like animal sacrifice served the same purpose that, like, as somebody who grew up Catholic... Yeah. Going into a booth, saying the bad shit that I did, and then going and praying some number of Hail Marys and Our Fathers... That, that's the equivalent like catholicism has ruined the sacrifice <laughs> like movies have kind of ruined like the way you like read. i would so much rather like slaughter a goat to the sun god to forgive my sins than say the same prayer over and over again for an hour i don't know dude saying the same prayer over and over again for an hour seems a lot like a lot less work than slaughtering a fucking goat <laughs> I don't and know. It's about like that, it's man. messy. You don't have to wash your hands so fucking meticulously afterwards, worried about the blood Mikey, under your have fingernails. You ever, have you ever done confession in a Catholic church? No, but it's 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 fucking it's easy. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I've touched myself impure and I've had impure thoughts and all that shit. And they'd be like, okay, five Hail Marys, Hail Mary, no, 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 Mikey, Mikey, your uh-huh. penance for that is like twelve rosaries. 73 Hail Marys on top of it. And then, you know what? We're going to throw in like 27 Our Fathers while we're at it. And then you blow your dad for a good time. And then, you know what? While, <laughs> while we're at it, if you can like flog yourself 10 or 15 times. Flog myself? <laughs> okay. Yeah, go flog yourself, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I jumped into like the weird, dark, like Da Vinci Code thing. I don't know why my mind jumps to Da Vinci Code. I just that's the one scene I remember is the albino dude whipping himself. Yeah, <laughs> that I movie that. was weird. Yeah, <laughs> when I was in middle school, they teach you about the Lutherans and like Martin Luther is being this guy that's like uh, he had like he was like we shouldn't pay to be like to release us of our sins and like all the kids reading that were like all right, so he's a good guy, right? And it's like just the way no. that you're so used to it was like. He was still a Catholic priest at the end of the day. No, he wasn't. Well, like, he was a Lutheran well, after that. He was a, well, he was a Catholic uh, monk. Right? He was when a monk, he, but he had well, his his intention was always to reform the Catholic Church. Reform. It was never to start his own religion. I didn't know that. Wait, yeah, wait. and then John isn't John Calvin more uh, strict than that? Yes, John. The big thing that sets John Calvin apart from Martin Luther is John Calvin believed that free will didn't exist whoa and then right. everything was predetermined like you were either going to heaven or you weren't from birth that is how catholics see it that's no a, catholics catholics believe you can always work off this. your this is just <laughs> why are you flipping me off i didn't choose to do I'm this not a this is just free this is just predetermined man i'm sorry i can't stop <laughs> that's, no, that's like, what i would have done yeah no, back that, in the day 
that was his thing. And oddly enough, like you have people talking like free will has become the biggest debate ever since then of like, is anything we do really our own choice? But yeah, uh, (laughs) what would family records be if we didn't get a little metaphysical? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Do you, do you think free will is an illusion? No. I mean, like I, like me and Matt are pretty open about like where we stand politically, even if we try to avoid politics, I don't think I would be, you know, I don't think I would have the views that I do if I didn't believe in free will. This typically gets brought up with religion. I'm also a big Rush fan. So like, you know, that song free will is great. This gets brought up with atheism a lot though, where it's like, if you weren't brought up in a religious household, what would you be? And the way, like, in their view, you'd be a psychopath or, like, you'd be an animal. But it's like... Oh, yeah. Dude, I've had this argument with my parents who are much more religious than I am. Yeah. No, I've had it where it's, Um, like, they'll, like... And, like, my parents are still to some degree bad Christians. Like, the the people who, like, believe in God and pray and all that shit, but they don't go to church every Sunday. Yeah. My parents are that level, (laughs) and I'm below them. But, like, I've had that argument with them of, like, well, you know... Like, our society's built on Christian values, and, like, what would we be without those? Oh, fucking. And it's like. I, I'm doing a jerk-off <laughs> motion right now. Just no. fucking. Fuck. Well, yeah, that might happen a lot more. Um, <laughs> that's true. Like, just that's being true. perfectly honest. That's, I'm not. That's, I'm not Christian. I was the first. I was the first generation of my family that was not raised Catholic. I didn't go to Catholic school, and I jerk off a lot. So yeah, <laughs> you're making the you assumption that no one in your family jerked off before you. Oh, I guarantee you. Where do you think I learned it from? Do you make the assumption <laughs> from watching that you. Catholics? I learned it from watching you. <laughs> do you so make what's the, this? It's just like do you boring. make the assumption that devout Catholics don't also masturbate? I believe that's what they do penance for, isn't it? Just yeah, like, but that doesn't, mean they, that doesn't mas- mean they don't do it. <laughs> Masturbation that, that isn't bad like, as long as you say a hey, Mar- Hail Mary 73 times. Well, that's that's the thing is every time you have to weigh that decision of like, all right, this is like 17 and a half Hail Marys. Yeah, I could take 17 and a half more. I'm going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's Catholic. Jerking off. <laughs> they do the math first. I'm I'm staring at this book that that I guess uh, Matt has writing. I have this freaking. I have so many books on writing, and it's like this one. Have you guys that had one's this? actually a uh, that one's also a Christmas present that I got from Matt. It, it's just like year. prompts, right? That was when we started Fat Tango. That was when you guys okay. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Like this is kind of a gag gift. Like you're the only one who writes scripts for us right now. I'm gonna get you a how to write book. How to write book? Like I thought it was funny. <laughs> I read too many. Like I've read some. The one I haven't read is Stephen King's, but uh, the only one that I like is just like because I did. I made the fuck up of like, oh, I'm a comedian. I'm gonna write. So I'm gonna like I, I'm gonna write. So let me get looks look into books of people who just write. And it's like, dude, we've all made that mistake. I know, but the best way every comedian thinks that you're supposed to script material before you figure. Yeah, out what write you're soliloquies doing. and then fuck it. The one thing that I'll say is there's this one guy, James J. Kilpatrick, who's like, all right, in the end, all this is is. You're just a tour guide. Haha. <laughs> I saw that you went for the sip and then realized there was no sip to be had. And then I realized <laughs> I have to drive so I shouldn't pour another one. Oh. <laughs> uh, I went a week on the whiskey today. Oh, if only we had PBR. If only PBR was the whiskey of the day. Oh. 
They I have, should have known. I almost bought some PBR just because I knew you were going to be guessing. Like, I would down PBR. Yeah. I, like, I'd be a keg. Or, no. Uh, what was I going to say? In the end, you are just a travel guide, and you are just leading people through your path. And however, like, when you're writing a joke that's like, all right, like, you, you've heard some of the jokes that I told. It. Yeah. <laughs> all it is is just, like, guiding people through this, like, path that could be treacherous, but, like, as long as you're able to get them through and they're able to see where you're coming from, then you're good. And it's, like, that's something that's helped me. That's why I don't really have a problem with Dave Chappelle and oh, all the over shit that's going on with him. Yeah. Like, he's just he's just trying to be funny. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he guides you along. Well, and He so shows like, you his perspective and why he's saying what he's saying. Well, and, like, what people don't realize is... Him get like the hate that he's getting is good for him. Like we talked about this before we hopped on Mike. I will take groans and boos and whatever over silence. Like, do you remember when I asked, like, remember when I would like new comics would come into Niles and I would ask them who's the most overrated comic just to see yeah. them like put, uh, I, I still stand by my answer of John Mullaney. John I'm, Mullaney I'm coming out public with this. John Mulaney's like my hero now because he love John Mulaney. He got no, I like he him. got Aaron Rodgers. He he got Aaron Rodgers' ex girlfriend and immediately got her pregnant. And meanwhile, people are staring at Pete Davidson. It's like John Mulaney is way like this was yeah. way more important than than Pete Davidson. But uh, well, I mean Pete Davidson's Pete Davidson's also up there as one of the more overrated comics out there. I don't even think he's again. Guy. He's fucking hilarious, but at this point he, he is. His level of celebrity is way higher than Completely it, he deserves. Completely over. It's all because he dated Ariana Grande. Oh, and she 100%. said he had big dick well, energy. It's well, I mean, it's all because he got Saturday Night Live at like twenty-two years old. He started at a young age, but because uh, like it, you get on SNL, that's a the it's best a big stepping stone. Yeah, <laughs> the best answer that I've gotten for most overrated comic though was at the swinging door. Someone said uh, that Dave Chappelle before the Netflix specials is the most overrated comic. Really? Because he did only have two and a half hour. And if you just were rating on a comedian, you wouldn't technically rate it on his Chappelle, on Chappelle show. Yeah, but like, Killing Them Softly was fucking Killing Them Softly was legendary. It but is gold. People can, but it's almost an Eddie Murphy thing where Eddie Murphy does only have two specials. And Raw, it's like, yeah. if he did come back, he, he, Eddie Murphy says he's going to come back to comedy. And, and he wrote them like eight years apart, didn't he? Did he? I no, thought no, this came no, out. Delirious came out like a few years apart. Delirious was just him talking about what it was like to be a celebrity at that point, right? He was already big. Delirious? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, and he was talking about, yeah, he, Delirious is where he does like the Mr. T joke where he's right. afraid to come out to Hollywood. Well, one came Mr. Out T like is like... The other one came out like 1989. I'm no, I sure. don't think they were that far apart. I'm going to fact check you on that. <laughs> I right, will say, if I just know he was 22 when he made Raw. Or when he filmed Raw. For Raw, Sh- that Raw make was you the feel, second Louise? one. What? How's that make you? Or sorry, Delirious. Then how's that make you feel that he was 22 when he did Delirious? Um, it makes me feel like uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, like Eddie, <laughs> Eddie, Murphy's, Eddie Murphy's a weird because uh, obviously most people are not that successful at that age. What's weird is and, like Eddie Murphy was fantastic. He was 22 when he did. People have talked about that. I'm much more impressed by like. He he was Pete Davidson in the eighties. Have I talked? He got SNL at a young age. He was in into stand up at a young age. The David Spade joke. He got his. He got Eddie his Murphy. fame from SNL. 
Have you heard that the the, the the David Spade joke that pissed off Eddie Murphy and then Eddie Murphy? I don't think so. He okay. So David Spade used to have this thing called the Hollywood Minute. All right, we all know what that is, right? He, he would just like so mm-hmm. he brought up uh, Eddie Murphy's picture and it was like, oh look, a shooting star. And then the audience kind of like understood that that meant like he was fading away as a celebrity. And uh, he immediately called David, Eddie Murphy immediately called David Spade and said. Do you know what I did for that like show? Which is true. He did carry that show. Like Joe Piscopo was the only other cast yeah. people kind of have a remembering of, and it's like, uh, what was it? Fuck, what was I gonna say? Well, yeah, I mean Eddie Murphy, like, and yeah, Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo kind of like single handedly bridged the gap from like the Chevy Chase, John Belushi, Bill Murray era Chevy Chase to the him. Mike Myers, Adam Sandler. That was a hard bridge, but Chris Eddie, Farley era. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Murphy Delirious came out in 1983. Eddie Murphy Raw came out in 1987. So it was only a four-year gap. That's okay. not that crazy. Yeah, 83 to 87. That's, that's still that's still a fairly good gap. Kennison would was like barely like in 87. I'm saying like Kennison would have barely been a name. I'm, I, my favorite time okay. of comedy is both the late 80s and post 9/11 because it was like two very raunchy eras of comedy where it was like Dice was at his peak. I think I've mentioned enough at Niles probably the day the laughter died. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know what it is, Mikey? No, I don't know what it is. Do you know who Andrew Dice Clay is? Yes. Okay. So imagine, a, do you know who Rick Rubin is? That sounds really fucking familiar. Rick Rubin's a producer. He's usually considered the producer that'll bring back bands like Metallica after yeah. St. Anger that he did. So he produced an Andrew Dice Clay uh, album called, uh, called The Day the Laughter Died. And it's, so, in context, Andrew Dice Clay is the only comedian to have sold out and, uh, Madison Square Garden twice in a row, like, on the same days. No, on, on the day and then the, the day after. And uh, he was probably the biggest comic of his time. There's a pretty good interview with George Carlin. Well, first talk- ever to perform at Madison Square Garden, too, No right? way. No, I don't think that. But I would say he's the only he, – he's the first to ever sell out two nights in a row at, hmm. at MSG. And – uh there was a pretty good interview with, with George Carlin talking about, like, the absurdity of it all. Like, people use it against Dice. But what George Carlin is saying is actually, like, that he's just never seen a comedian to be so mean. People – cancel culture uses George Carlin against cancel – because it's this interview about Dice where he's like, there's this person who's going after people that are usually considered minorities. But it's you, they twisted his words in it, which is crazy. But hmm. to give you that context, Mikey, he, he did an album on near New Year's Eve. At a club called Dangerfields where no one was at. No one was there to see Dice. And Dice goes in there for two hours with no material and just starts shitting on the audience. And yeah. it's, they have it on tape and everything. Rick Rubin produced it. It's a Def Jam like, recording special. And it is critically, Chris Rock claims that as like the greatest album of all. It is awesome. An I, Andrew Dice Clay album? It's, there's, you, it's I know it's, what you're thinking, uh, but there's a clip yeah. on it where someone says, do the rhymes. And then Dice is like... I'm not doing no fucking rhymes. And <laughs> it's like, we are not getting... I do know about this. Yeah. yeah. It, it is it, the... Yeah, yeah. Just a big-ass crowd work album. It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> it's probably the most... You've never seen, like, uh, a special evoke, like, yeah, this is comedy. <laughs> like, you'll see this a lot. <laughs> you'll see a guy be like... You'll see an audience member get kind of cocky and be like, what's that you're wearing? Like, that hat. And then Dice is like, well, you got to put on my hat? And the guy's like, yeah, you should burn it. And then Dice is like, I could burn this hat, but we got to keep that fucking face. And then the audience is immediately just like, whoa. It's like, oh, dude, he was a master of that. Eddie Murphy being able to, like, 
uh, 22 is obviously amazing, but DICE able to handle a massive crowd where, like, you just have this ability to, like, control people in masses and then also be able to, like, be a general in front of, like, a room of, like, 10 people. It's, like, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It wasn't 10 people, but yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to take this dead air as an excuse because I, I mentioned that we were coming up on time like almost 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, All of a sudden, we're fucking two so, hours, 40 yeah, minutes. Give me, so we're going to start wrapping up. This might the be the first episode that we ever edit for time. <laughs> <laughs> Luis, you got anything to plug, man? Uh, well, if you're in the San Leandro area, <laughs> Blake is laughing because we've had very crazy moments we had a car flip in front of my open mic but if you're in the area please come check out the tipsy lounge open mic and uh you can see me all around the bay area bombing or you may be my comedy's an acquired taste blake right isn't it (laughs) (laughs) that's the best way (laughs) most open mic comedy is an acquired acquired taste taste in the bay area let's be honest Uh, (laughs) yeah that's all right, Mikey, you got anything to plug? You uh, also have to do some of Matt's plugs. Yeah, check out at Fat Tango Presents on Instagram. Check out at Fat Tango Productions. No, sorry. Check out at Fat Tango Productions on Instagram. Check out at Fat Tango Podcast on Twitter. Check out uh, Fat Tango Presents, the, our scripted comedy anthology series on podcast. Check out They Might Be Bronies, the show I do with Matt. He very much does not want you to listen to it if you enjoyed this show, but I say, fuck that shit, dude. Go listen to our show. It's fucked up and it's fun. Uh, and check Maybe out- anyone who are, who's in our family don't go listen to it, but everyone fuck else- Fuck that yeah. shit. Go listen to that show. It's fun, man. Uh, and go check out uh, Matt's Twitter, at Matt Rudolphy, and check out his fucking TikTok, at- Oh fuck! Is it Matt Tango. Matt Tango at Matt Tango on TikTok. Yeah, <coughs> I, I mean, I you didn't have to go as far as to like plug Matt's social media. I just know you did shows with Matt. To be fair, yeah. Mikey just but, uh, re- made me realize. Like, I just said Tipsy Lounge. Open Mike would be like, okay, I know where that is. It's in San Leandro, eight thirty on Wednesdays, and that's it. All right, I, yeah, I all, right. Like- <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, Tipsy Lounge, eight thirty on Wednesdays, <laughs> San Leandro. The Keep land. that in mind. It's not like I. It's not like that's an open mic that I do weekly now. So <laughs> the cradle of civilization. I mean, you got to go there. <laughs> San right. Leandro is Cherry Festival. Come okay, on, Mikey. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. Do you know what everyone well, says? Mikey's from SoCal. Yeah. yeah. After he's, I go to the after I allowed say, some forgiveness. After I say Cherry Festival, everyone's like, "Oh, it's like the Gilroy Garlic Festival." I'm like, you should kill yourself. <laughs> like, I hate whenever people bring up the Gilroy Garlic Festival. It's a much bigger festival. People I was going to say that's what the San Leandro Cherry Festival wants to be. We need to. <laughs> we need that Astro World push. It's like it's uh, like goddamn. It's like uh, in one episode the, of the podcast. The cherry epi- the cherry festival is like the garlic festival, but with cherries. Yeah, and less deaths. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, that happened. Like what was it last year or the year before? I don't know. People always mention gang violence, the girl girl, which. I'll, I'll it's all worth it for the Gilroy Garlic. Yeah, you know, like somebody uh, got like there was a there was an active shooter situation at a Gilroy festival like two years ago, two three years ago. I'm not surprised. Yeah, we're also plugging the Gilroy people, Garlic. People festival. are passionate <laughs> about garlic, man. It happens. I like garlic. All right, so I'm going to plug the Gilroy Garlic Festival. I don't even remember when it happens because I've only been living back in the Bay Area for like a year and a half now. But look it up. It's fun. Lots of good garlic. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic. You can check out our 
podcast that I do with Mikey Lannon, as well as Matt Rodolfi and Ellis Rodriguez, where we get drunk and play games. It's called Four to Tango. That's the number four, T-O-T-A-N-G-O. It almost sounds like Bingo was his name. Of, but, yeah. Uh, you can tell I've had a little bit to drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and check out our website, FatTangoProductions.com. We've got a merch store up. Uh, we've got a link to our Discord, which is sometimes pretty lit and most of the time pretty dead. Uh, so come join and make it not dead. I think that's all I got. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Louis, Louis, we have a special, we have a special fucking outro thing we do. You ready yes. for this? Y'all ready for it this? It should just be Radiohead, but please. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, what's your favorite Radiohead album? My favorite Radiohead album? Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a Benz guy. Like I like the, their era of the Benz, but I admit that uh, OK Computer is like the better album. But uh, the Benz, their attitude in it was really good. I like Kid A. Kid A, you know. Okay, <laughs> we're done with the we're done with the podcast, obviously. But I Kid A is the most satisfying album of like when you finally because it's such a polarizing thing in the beginning. Where you're like, I'm not into this. I like just I like like yeah. guitarist. When you fi- like, when I you, like melody. When you like, when you listen to motion picture soundtrack, you're like, wow, this is like you've reached a height of like music can't take you to that level. Yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. <laughs> we have a special. We have a special outro. You oh, let's hear this masterpiece. All right. You got to join in. Yeah. Okay. What? Well, if you can figure out what we're doing. Okay. All right. All right. Peace. Catch you next week. Peace. 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 Late. Late. Out. You want to do it again? Yeah. All right. Peace. Late. Out. Stop. Stop recording. Stop recording. This has been a Fat Tango production.